This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, terpene, and cannabinoid-rich, non-isolate-based CBD. Uh, What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. These CBD gummies have multiple cannabinoids in them to give you the full effect of a full-spectrum CBD. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD Distillate is baked-in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep or muscle pain. And they also have five really great flavors. They have strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like it would work for you, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick up yours today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. episode of headlock talk ladies and gentlemen again my name is tanner pruitt uh to my left here uh just recently released from quarantine here mr j rob mix master producer extraordinaire j rob yes you Somehow. said you were gonna do that and i still wasn't ready for it Somehow, i was not at work <laughs> yeah i'm still getting off but mm, but you but you're back and better than ever right yes indeed absolutely i, I i'm glad to see you again j rob i'm glad you're yes. in good in good health uh, and then, and then to my right here, uh, Mr. Stephen Crudy. Uh, it's been a long week for you as well, sir. Uh, can, 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 can you bring us up to speed as to you know what you've been up to? I fell down some stairs. <laughs> Stephen fell down some stairs, and it looks like he's either like injured a ligament in his leg, or or uh-huh. uh, or, or maybe possibly broken something. You're, it's not broken. You're, you're, uh, the the doctor said fairly certain. Uh, that it was not broken, which is a little less of uh, like sure than I want my doctor to be. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah, she she was about ninety nine percent sure that it's not broken. That's good. So, well, that's, that's that's nice to hear. Yeah, ninety nine percent is is pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's better than you know ninety eight percent. Yeah, uh, or three <laughs> or three percent. Yeah, I'm three percent sure. Very it's not true. Broken. Very true. I mean it's better percentage than I would have given it. Um, yeah, yeah. It definitely felt broken. So so Ooh, so man. so you've had you've had an, a, 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 a serious leg injury. J. Raw's been sick, and I've been in a car accident and went without my own car for about a month here. So. We apologize that it's taken so long for us to get back in, but it's been a it's been a long couple weeks. For it's been us. a ride. It's, it's been, been, it's a been ride. quite a ride. Yeah. But you know what? We're we're glad to be back with you guys now. Yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy today's show. Uh, I think we've got a lot of catching up to do, you guys. Yes, yes we do. Excellent, excellent. Also, make sure you guys uh, check out our newest episode of the Knockout series on YouTube. Uh, just released that new series last week, and. Uh, I think it came out really well, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So definitely give that a check. Check yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I really, we really enjoyed making that hit, that knockout series. If you're if you like a shorter format, you don't have as much time to spend listening to us uh, go on for uh, at length about wrestling. Uh, you can check out the shorter knockout series on YouTube. We highly recommend it. That way, so we can keep you guys up to news and events uh, as we go through uh, throughout a week. So um, let, let's get down to maybe catching people up. I know this is. A little bit of uh, uh, it, 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 the Royal Rumble was uh, was what two two weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna have to catch up there and start with kind of uh, a brief rundown of the shows and um, uh, talk about how we felt about the shows and, and, and kind of what's transpired afterwards here, you guys. Um, so um, to NXT Takeover Phoenix, um, I absolutely loved this show. Great pay per view. Absolutely. Yeah. It um, of the five matches that were on the main card of the show, I would have given uh, at least three of them, you know, four uh, four to five stars, mm-hmm. just depending on on which match you're looking at here. I don't think any anything was less than a four. I agree. I agree for sure. There was definitely some really nice matches in here. Uh, I know we're going to get into it, but that uh. That Gargano Ricochet match was nuts. Absolutely, and, and the implications of the uh, the outcome of that match at the end. But true, no true. spoilers. Of course, no. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into that here. Yeah. Uh, to the implications. Kick, the implications were heavy. To to, to kick off the show, uh, we we got the War Raiders versus Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championships. What it was, a match! It, it was a great match. The intro was really cool too because mm-hmm. they they uh, brought out um, a score of Vikings. Yeah, they had the the Viking knights out there with the, <sighs> the shields. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it, it was great. Um, you know, they they put on a, a heck of a match. Undisputed Era and War Raiders. Some real back and forth action. I think the story being told here is um, you know the the bigger War Raiders, the more physical War Raiders mm-hmm. were able to overcome uh, all the the, the technical and the uh, teamwork and, and yeah. teamwork, uh, the technique and teamwork of, of Undisputed Era. Yeah, and I think this was, was almost sort of a quasi uh, rematch or or a uh, comeuppance for War Games and, and what happened in there. Absolutely, um, yeah, there was there's some pretty awesome spots where Hanson would cartwheel out of the way. Oh my god! Moves. Yes. Yeah. Guy is super agile for for his for his size and his frame. That's what I was gonna say. That's what blew me away about the match is the athleticism of the big guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, man. Yeah, they they were they were damn near moving faster in, in that ring than Undisputed Era was. Uh, th- those guys are crazy. 
Um, just really, really insane ring work. And one thing I thought was really cool is uh, while Tanner and I were, were watching the TakeOver game or TakeOver show, we actually had another friend of ours, Chase, uh, watch it with us. And he is now a fan of War Raiders. And he actually doesn't watch wrestling. So if that tells you anything about about the show that War Raiders puts on. Yeah, Chase seemed hooked uh, from, from this NXT TakeOver show. So uh, congrats, Chase. I'm glad that your first show was... <laughs> Probably one of the better shows that yeah. I've, I've ever seen. Um, uh, so, yeah, War Raiders went over here uh, in about uh, 17 minutes. Uh, very, very good match. I, I'm rating it about four and a half out of five mm-hmm. uh, yeah, myself. It's, it's probably as good of a tag team match as you're ever going to see. Yeah, and, and the good thing about this one is, is I feel like for me personally, I'm not sure with you guys, but uh, tag matches in general seem to just drag for mm-hmm. me and, and seem to take... A long time in between spots and things like that but with this match it didn't even feel like 17 minutes mm-hmm. it, it felt like way shorter than that because they filled it with really solid ring work right yeah. and, and to kind of go go off what you're saying about about tag matches i feel like a a five out of five star tag team match is a whole lot more difficult to get than a uh five star singles match i agree just in general yeah. Um, but um, I feel like this is, like I said, about four and a half out of five. This is about as perfect as you can get for a tag team match. Definitely. Um, so uh, that one was great. Moving on here, we had a little bit more of a uh, just a direct one-on-one feud uh, between Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono in a singles match. Um, this was mostly built to make sure that Matt Riddle uh, could be propped up mm. as just uh, uh, someone who's got a lot of heart and a lot of will and somebody who uh, can, can power through a, yeah. a hard-hitting match. Surprisingly physical match. A, mm. lot, a lot of physical spots. Um, what are they called uh, that, um, that, that Kenny Omega does? Oh, that, the... The uh, knee? V-triggers. The V-triggers, V-triggers. yeah. Like little mini V-triggers. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of sprinkled in throughout, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to go. <laughs> there, was a, there was a few spots with Cassius Ono where um, one in particular, uh, actually two, um, Matt Riddle, I believe, was like uh, in the ropes, and Cassius Ono came in and... and Booted him right in the mouth, and mm-hmm. then you got an instant replay, and it's like it's clearly like Cassiano boots him right in the mouth mm-hmm. as, uh, as Matt Riddle seated, kind of propped against the ropes. So that looked really stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was another spot where Cassiano bites Matt Riddle's feet because uh, yeah, yeah, because he's uh, shoeless. He's shoeless. shoeless. Yeah. If, if you didn't know this about Matt Riddle, he does not wrestle with shoes, so or boots for that matter. So uh, that was <laughs> that was interesting. Um, but yeah, overall a good hard hitting match. Matt Riddle wins with uh, uh, raining down some elbows on Cassius Ono, so he, yeah. he got he got the ref stoppage, kind of a UFC style. Yeah, yeah. MMA style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a finish. I like I like that. Um, adding that in there, it's a nice you know twist just to see a different way of a match mm-hmm. finishing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just the ref being like, "Okay, there's no possible way you're winning this. Let's listen this." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it shows another dimension of uh, Matt Riddle because he, we get him. He's like the the original bro, bro, bro. 
yeah it, that's you know that's how they're building them <laughs> for sure um but uh yeah uh it, it showed intensity on his part mm. to you know close out a match like that in such a brutal fashion so i was a big fan of it uh, i'm giving this one probably about a about a three three and a half for me uh which is above average it was, it was it was a solid match and it did what it absolutely needed to do which was put over matt riddle no i agree with that I for agree. sure yeah um Moving on to what I would say was my favorite match of the whole weekend of Royal Rumble weekend, Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet for the the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Came in just right under 24 minutes, and all of it was absolutely awesome. Mind-blowing spots. Absolutely. Mind-blowing. If you're a fan of like this, um, I don't want to call it like indie style per se, um, but it is a style that you it's do see. It's what it is. Yeah, it's what you'll see around. Yeah. You, you do see a lot of this kind of thing on the indies. But the, the storytelling here um, was Ricochet being the, the high flyer that he is. And how how can Johnny Gargano keep him grounded long enough to you know uh, uh, stake his claim for the title? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, I can't praise this match enough. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, finish was great. And yeah. uh, we got a new North American champion. Yeah, no, so definitely some crazy spots. Um, some really, really hard-hitting stuff from Gargano in this match, which I thought was cool. We're seeing a little bit more of um, maybe his his heelness uh, coming out in his wrestling yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, just getting more of Ricochet and the crazy high-flying stuff. One thing and, that he did... Oh, and, sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. And, and I like the storyline here of how Ciampa, you know, is trying to plant in his head. Mm. You want to be... The North American champion, and you know, he's like, I think, think for myself, mm-hmm. but then he ends up doing, yeah, you know, what was expected of him. Um, and it's, you know, it's just, it's just interesting. I mean, uh, these guys generate so much heat with their work alone, yeah, yeah. then yeah. it's like the storyline is secondary. But I want to bring out that storyline's good, too. yeah, but they even do it so well, even <laughs> with it being in the background, yeah. they still sell it yeah. so well. Well, and the, the, the I will also uh, take note of this here for this match. Oh, go ahead. I'll say real quick, because I don't even think the crowd cares that Gargano is turned, like, heels. Right. It's it's supposed to be this moment where it's like, boo, you know, you were going bad, but it's like, everything was awesome. It's It's just elicit that reaction. It's sincere appreciation for the ring work. Yeah, sure. It's yeah, just like yeah. Th- there was a spot. I don't remember if it was a power bomb spot or a Frankenstein spot. There was there was just. But I remember there was a spot where uh, Johnny Gargano was going to perform a move on Ricochet, who was seated on the top turnbuckle, mm-hmm. and yes. Ricochet flips and like walks yes. away, like at like feet touching the ground, like, like a badass. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about when he tried to send him over uh-huh. and mid. Air, he flips out of it. Yeah, and lands on, and his, lands feet. on his feet like a cat. Mm-hmm. He ricochets is amazing. And Gargano was shocked that you know what? Yeah, well, one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. spots from the match was uh, I remember you and I were watching it together, uh, Tanner, and uh, Ricochet did something that I've never seen before. He did like a, a springboard jump over the 
like over the turnbuckle pole. And he said, oh, out, yeah. out of the yeah. ring. He said, don't worry, I got him. The crowd was like, boo, because he had. That was nuts. Yeah, because Dardano had come out of whatever he tried to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. And he just. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes and, and I've never seen that before. And, and I always thought, you know, if someone ever did that, it'd, it'd be crazy. Like, super, super close. You yeah. know, there wouldn't Front be much clearance, but Over Ricochet cleared it with, like, it. a foot to spare. Yes. It was nuts. He's, he's, and still a somersault. Mm-hmm. He's brilliantly talented. Like, the things that, that happened in this match were outstanding. Yeah. To me, it's 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 my my favorite match of the entire Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys agree, but I'm giving it's definitely that. up there. Fives. Five. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving that five, five, oh, yeah. five stars right there. Yeah. That's That's... You need to watch that match. Um, so definitely, if you don't have WWE Network already, it's only ten bucks a month. Go ahead and subscribe. Worth your money. Worth your money. And check out this match here at NXT Takeover Phoenix. Uh, take you know, watch the whole show. Really, I mean, yeah. you can't. You really can't go wrong. Um, Shayna Baszler versus uh, Bianca Belair for this uh, in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship match. Um, surprise! I like Belair. You like you like I mean, Bianca Belair? Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a good match for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah at, at the, uh, the the co-main event uh, spot, um, Bianca Belair really surprised me a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there was this uh, really brutal spot in the match where uh, uh, Bianca Belair she uh, she's got yeah very very long hair, uh, so she has it tied up uh, in, in like a braid, I guess. Right? Yeah. I don't know anything about women's hair, so forgive me. Yeah, so uh, it, Tanner, it's a braid. Braid. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank yes. you. <laughs> uh, yes, one long braid. But, but yeah, it's, it's like it's like down to her hip, right? Um, and no, it's like down to her knees, man. Yeah. yeah. Is it, oh, yeah. Is it longer than that. Okay. Yeah. Well, at one point, in, in desperation, I guess she uses her hair braid as a whip yeah. and, and gashes. The side of Shayna Baszler, like they zoom in, you see like this this gash on mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler's side. So, because it was like a hair clip or something, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a mm-hmm. uh, I mean, no, I was just going off the assumption that it was just pure hair that just oh, the pure the power, <laughs> the power of, of hair, <laughs> the hair just, power. Yeah, just yeah, just whipped right into Shayna Baszler. Um, no, I, I thought this was a good match. Um, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm not the biggest fan of Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Uh, Mostly just because of the, her, uh, her like promo work and her mic work is just a little bit uh, yeah. off to me personally. Mm. Um, but that being said, her ring work obviously is very, very good. She's the women's champion for a reason. Mm. Um, and uh, Bianca Belair, I hadn't actually seen her before this match, and she came out and, and uh, really stepped up on this one. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I would give it probably a three and a half. Yep, very, her, uh, very good match. Uh, uh, Shayna's mic work makes her feel like. A goon, mm. but her ring work, you know what I mean, more than makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. Super alpha. I would agree with that for sure. Uh, d- definitely the alpha in the ring for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a good match. I'm, I'll, I'll you know, Steven's saying about three and a half. I was gonna say, but again, that's that's more so because she reminds you of some of the the female henchmen. Mm. You, know I mean? I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she reminds you of the henchmen more than like. Page or well, the head, the head of yeah, for sure. I mean, well, they're they're projecting this whole thing with like there's there's the four horsewomen of professional wrestling, which would be Charlotte, Becky, um, Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. and uh, um, Bailey. Bailey. Okay. So there's there's those four, and then there's there's uh, Ronda Rousey, 
it, uh, and Shayna Baszler, and I forget the other two. Uh, um, uh, is Ruby Riot in there? No, no, no. Um, trying to remember. Yeah, no, they're on Not NXT. Sure. Yeah, my apologies, guys. Uh, you know, so yeah, but there's there's a four horsewomen of the UFC, and Ronda's kind of the head. Oh, okay. You know, and, and so they're, they're I can definitely see them trying to prop up this like four on four horsewomen kind of feud. We got kind yeah. of allusions to that in okay. uh, in the Royal Rumble. So mm. uh, that was a. It's, Definitely a good match for Shayna Baszler and a good match for Bianca Belair. Um, the right person won, in my opinion, here. Shayna Baszler holding on to the title still. I agree. Yep. Uh, on to the main event. Tommaso Ciampa, Aleister Black. Oh, again, really, really solid match. Uh, four, really? four and a half stars, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got to go closer to four and a half, maybe five. Really? Just because of the spots, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there were some really good spots in this match. It was also very um, uh, psychology heavy. Yes, yeah. very. Um, uh, a lot it of drew stuff. out, but it was like good and a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champa was a uh, a bastard as usual. You yep. know, just a mean <laughs> a mean guy, just beating down on Alistair Black and focusing really, really heavily on on Alistair Black's knee for the entire match. And, yeah, and it, it was the knee he uses for the for the black mass the, kick. The yep. pace may keep him from being a five, but mm. I mean those spots. I mean that that ringside DDT. Oh yeah, that was good. Like oh, I'm just trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even trying to show anything. I don't know how you practice that. And I don't know how you prepare for that. Well, and Alistair Black selling for the whole match was really good too yeah. because yeah. he 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 sold enough of it to the point where it was like, okay, well, can he hit the Black Mass now that his knee's all injured? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the end of the match tells that. You know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa retains the title here mm-hmm. uh, in, in a very very good match. They let them go for uh, just shy of half an hour, about twenty six minutes thirty seconds is what we're seeing here. Um, so I thought this match was absolutely brilliant. Um, still about four four and a half. Um, the aftermath of which was also very, very interesting. As we know with NXT shows, when the little thing comes up in the top, uh, the bottom uh, right-hand corner of the yep. screen saying that they're about to sign off, that almost never means that they're about to sign off. Right, right. Uh, very old school in that one. So, mm-hmm. so, so Ciampa's at the, at the top of the ramp hoisting up his title. Mm-hmm. When, did Gargano come out? Is that the one? Yes. yes. So, yes. so yeah, Gargano, yeah, Gargano comes out right uh, right holding as, his uh, new hold, hold, yeah, hold. holding the new uh, championship uh, and and he's he's Gargano's looking at Champa as if he's like, "Okay, well, you know, we're about to throw down." Right. Right. It looks almost like that. Uh, but he holds up his title and Champa holds up his and it's kind of like this mutual Woo! kind of thing yeah. here. Like you were right. Well, kind of. I mean, or at least there's like I some, went after this belt. maybe, or, or I mean, at least shows some kind of cohesion, or, or uh, at least um, it was a huge moment. It was a, for for me in particular. Uh, I I kind of I kind of lost it. Yeah, yeah Stephen lost his, <laughs> his mind when he saw that at the at the close of the show. Yeah, heel DIY man. Well. Yeah, yeah. They, they haven't said it specifically, but everything is pointing towards it. And, and with with what happened at the end of Takeover, it almost cements it for me. Well, and, and we're just about to get to that because yep. this whole ending segment here, which you know, you can also they, they aired it mostly for like Twitter and WWE.com, mm-hmm. but 
after after it actually went off air, um, it's it's noted that uh, Velveteen Dream was actually near ringside uh, with a couple of ladies. I yeah, believe. yep. Yeah, they, they lady showed, on each arm. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they, they showed him at, at ringside, and after the match or, or after the show closes, rather, um, Velveteen Dream is seen coming out, and he's kind of pointing at both. Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, giving them some sarcastic claps some, and, and yeah. stuff. Very interesting work there by by Velveteen Dream, and you're kind of thought, okay, well, is he going to go after them? Like, you know, uh, who who would he go after? What kind of belt is, is he right. kind of aiming for here? He's already had a great match with Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what that what ended up happening is, the show goes off air. We got Velveteen on one side, Gargano and Black on the other side. Uh, and Alist- uh well, uh, Gargano and Ciampa rather, and then Alistair Black starts hobbling mm-hmm. up, still selling his leg, selling the injury, still yep. selling that injury, and he's hobbling up uh, uh, to basically be part of this uh, this little skirmish here. And of course, from the back comes both Adam Cole mm-hmm. and Ricochet. Better. Adam Cole. R- which one? Adam Cole. Oh, okay. Just make. We can sure. do Ricochet. Ricochet, baby. Oh, uh, see, it doesn't have the right. Uh, just. Adam Cole, baby. There we go. Yeah, see, right. it, it works. It feels a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, you've got the faces. You got three faces here: Alistair Black, Ricochet, and uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano on the other side, just yeah. all kind of yelling at each other. The the three biggest faces and the three biggest heels. Right. Yep. So uh, they have to be pulled apart, um, and this results in the next match that we're going to talk about here, which was announced the very next night at the Royal Rumble pre-show. Yeah, Shawn Michaels came out and, uh, and announced it. Halftime Heat, uh, which was uh, pretty brilliant. Again, we're jumping a little bit ahead here, but um, I mean, since it's NXT related, might as well. Yeah. Uh, this takes place during the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, which uh, if you uh, actually watched that game or that halftime show, uh, God bless you. That was, <laughs> that was awful. No, Halftime Heat was the best part of Super Bowl weekend unless you're a Patriots fan like Yeah, me. I was about to say, didn't you like celebrate like winning a championship that night? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but as a football fan, it was it was really for football fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, because it wasn't wasn't much offense. Yeah. You know, but uh but halftime heat was the best thing uh that week if you weren't a Patriots fan. Absolutely. Well, and I heard. Uh, I mean, the Maroon Five performance was a little bit shaky as it well. Was okay. It was. Oh, it was okay. It was okay. All right. Well, it half- wasn't better than halftime. Heat. Yeah, halftime heat feels like it stole the show here. Yes. Um, match was incredible. It was. It was a very, very good match. They they kind of did have this. Um, I know we touched on it earlier, but they're like this kind of like independent scene kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match yeah. actually took place at the Performance Center, not at Full Sail University, but they took place at the Performance Center itself. Because it felt like WWE itself was hosting some kind of uh, some kind of Super Bowl party. There was mm-hmm. about 400 yeah. people. If you go through the uh, if you rewatch the match on WWE Network, and you can kind of pause when they're showing shots of the crowd. You can kind of point out and see like some of the talent in the mm-hmm. audience and stuff like that. Gotcha. I did not um, notice that. Yeah, Adam Cole gets legitimately booed. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, he's a heel. He's supposed to draw heat. And yeah. He kind of got like a nice like surprised reaction that he's actually getting booed. Uh, so um, uh, the match itself was was wonderful. Just a great match. Yeah, um, and I know I've spoken uh, before on how I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, 
or like tornado tag matches or, mm. or tag matches where the ref isn't making sure that everyone is, uh, you know, following the rules or, or anything like that. But um, this match was not a tornado match, but it definitely felt like a tornado match. Yeah. Um, but that actually was not a bad thing because in, in this one, there was no empty space. They, they did not allow for empty space. There was... Uh, Big moment after big moment after big moment. It, it was it was patterned and paced very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely a lot of moves, a lot of moves. Um, Adam Cole stands out again to me here. Uh, he he did this move, uh, the Panama Sunrise, uh, which is a um, he's he's basically jumping off of the middle turnbuckle uh, and does a Canadian Destroyer, which is a um, a move that I've yes. I thought for I thought for the longest time that that move was banned because of the the sheer amount of athleticism both guys have to have to do a flipping pile right mm-hmm. it's a flipping pile driver mm-hmm. you know so it's like you know that's, you, that, yeah, that's, right. oh. <laughs> yeah, that's all I think about when I hear that it's brilliant it's, yeah. it, it was such a good move and like uh, everybody everybody did their job well um, so. Props to, to those six guys, Aleister Black, Adam Cole, uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream. Now, yeah, I'm, all I'm of them. Pl- <coughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Ciampa, Gargano, Cole, Velveteen Dream. Black and Ricochet. Black and Ricochet. There yeah, you go. And um, I'm kind of, you know, we, we pulled up info, you know, for all the matches. And I couldn't necessarily find a Wikipedia describing... Um, the match, but you know what I found was a review of it, and one of your criticisms was actually one of my, uh, you know, favorite things about the match was mm-hmm. it didn't really have necessarily a big in-ring storytelling question. It was just a bunch of spots. Yeah, but I think again we talked about this, you know, um, uh, off script, you know, you know, off the record, but I think you know it's something to bring up. NXT understands that right now the work is is the most important thing. If yeah. you look at the yeah. entire landscape, the entire scene, and I thought it was cool that they brought that out. You know, absolutely. Um, and with it being a, a a halftime show, you know, it does have to fit in that that, that time frame, so and so it. Yeah. D- I think with with the six guys that they had in the ring and the talent that was in there, they didn't need to have a story mm-hmm. uh, for for it to be sold really really well. Exactly. And with, with them needing to fit into that time frame, a story wouldn't fit in, in that time frame. So I can definitely see where they're coming from with that. But at the same time, I don't think uh, a story would have would have added uh, yeah, too much necessarily exactly. to this match just because and, it was already very good. Well, and I think the, I think the story is these are your top six guys in NXT yeah. having a six man <laughs> tag match, and 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 my my response to that at a pay per view that hasn't been around for twenty years. Yeah, I mean that's story yeah, enough yeah, right yeah, there. It was it was, a, it was a show that you can catch on on the WWE Network, and, and I guess my main response to that criticism directly would be, I don't think, and this is just uh, I think. Me speaking on maybe perhaps maybe perhaps both of you, but mm-hmm. I, I know for me as a hardcore wrestling fan, um, I feel like hardcore fans don't necessarily get catered to enough yeah. per se in on yeah. WWE's a main product. Yeah. So if you're giving me some kind of special treat for just you know happening to be maybe bored of the Super Bowl and I want to flip over to watch halftime heat instead. That's really cool to mm-hmm. be able to see that and, yeah. and know who these guys are as as a, a, a part of that more hardcore 
following yeah. that, that, that uh, follows wrestling. Yeah, so. there didn't need to be a lot of frill. There didn't need to be like, okay, this is Ricochet, this is Adam Cole. We already know who those guys are, and we already know this match is going to be great. Yeah, the, the six men in the match sold the match enough itself yeah. for, what, for me. One thing I wanted to bring up, something that just popped in my head, see what you guys think. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> do we not get this ring work cohesion on the main level, on the main roster, because guys just don't have that familiarity? I don't think it's necessarily because they don't have the familiarity. Um, I think like you take some guy like Seth Rollins, for example, who came out of that same scene as, as Ciampa, Gargano, Aleister Black, Ricochet. Well, I'm saying working with each other. Like, on the main roster. Oh. Like, how many guys can you think you. of? Like, I mean, outside of maybe Miz and Shane. Like, how many guys can you think of that really have that history? You I know? mean, there's definitely something to be said about, uh, you know, chemistry in the ring and and everything like that. But Seth Rollins is a, is a fantastic wrestler. And, and he can almost sell anybody as long as they're, as long as they're on a similar level to him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, with with this NXT match, everyone is already on the same level. And yeah. I, I think chemistry might play a part in that for sure. But I think it's really just the talent of these guys that shines through more so than just the chemistry of them. I mean, okay. I, I would actually argue the opposite. I would say that I would have expected a lot more out of the main roster guys because they're supposed to be working with each other so much. When they go on these house shows, like you'll see, I, I think when it was like Dean, they'll, they'll book Dean and Seth Rollins to have uh, matches on house shows for a month leading up through the pay-per-view where they're going to have another match. You know, like so, we we had that story. We we continuously see this with uh, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan having matches on house shows. So the, these talents should be more familiar with each other. But I think it might have to do with maybe like an overexposure to like seeing these guys work all the time together. Yeah. Yeah. To where it's like, okay, well, now it's not special anymore, okay. right? Like I feel that way about the Daniel Bryan and AJ series of matches because when the first time that they did it. At what TLC? Mm-hmm. It was special. It was really good, and it was yeah. really special. Now that they're doing like, okay, well, they had another match at Royal Rumble, and now they're going to be inside the Elimination Chamber together. Yep. And now they might have another match at Fastlane with mm-hmm. Samoa Joe involved. You know, yep. I mean, that, I think that's something that they might build towards is having Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan either at Fastlane or at WrestleMania. Yeah. But that's still putting AJ <laughs> and Daniel Bryan together, regardless yeah. of it being a good match, which it's going to be. It's just. I'm super familiar with all this at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I would I would be expecting more from them because they're always working together, but there's just something about how NXT is booked and put together and how we as the viewers see the show that just makes it come off feeling a lot more special whenever a takeover happens. Yeah. I mean that honestly that might just be because of the quantity of takeovers that we get. We don't get one for every single pay-per-view. You know, mm-hmm. and so seeing it every other pay per view or something like that makes it a little bit more special. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and considering that NXT would have, what, maybe eight to 12 show tapings, not maybe show tapings, but eight to 12 um, episodes come out in a span between one show, mm-hmm. one takeover to the next takeover. 
helps cultivate you to have a good enough amount of storylines and yeah. make sure that talent can That's a lot of story properly. that you can fit in there. A lot of story, yeah. and it still makes those feel special because you've waited two months to see Ricochet versus Gargano. Right, right. Or you've waited two months or more to see Gargano and Ciampa from last year, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it'll happen again. Who knows? But it's just the way that things work just makes it feel a little bit more special about the NXT. Um, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll talk about that here in, in a second because I actually want to ask the both of y'all a question. Um, but let's let's talk about the Royal Rumble real quick because that's also highly important, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Um, overall thoughts on the show, gentlemen? I thought it was okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I I, th- I thought it was decent, okay. good at parts. Uh, definitely not good at some parts. Um, there there were some very good matches. Like I I don't know about how y'all feel about it, but I personally really liked the uh, the tag match between Miz and Shane McMahon and, and, <laughs> and the Bar. I actually really really enjoyed that, that match. I thought wow, the, both of y'all go with match of the night: Miz and Shane versus the Bar. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I would have never seen I mean, that coming. It's, it's a self-contained story. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. I love Shane McMahon personally. So and, you know, they give the dad the belt. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. The spot with Miz's dad and Miz and Shane. <laughs> yeah, was pretty cool. It, it was a good moment. There, Shane there was... might be older than Miz's dad. <laughs> well, it, it might be. He might be. Yeah. So. What, what's the background on that anyway? That literally is Miz's dad's yeah. favorite well, that's, wrestler. Yeah. I, oh, I, know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know about he's that. Like the favorite wrestler. Wrestler, but I mean, like, like that, like that's the story. Is like, Miz, you need to team with Shane, and then they go and like dominate the world. Apparently, yeah, that is hilarious. Um, Well, so, uh, but I mean, it was. I guess it was the. I mean, a lot of these, like you said, it's too much familiarity with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm ready for Oscar to have a new appointment. I mean, not a new new opponent. Mm. Um, And Becky Lynch. Versus Rousey was the inevitable thing, so mm-hmm. there's no way Oscar was gonna lose right. that match. And even if Becky had won, you kill a storyline everyone knows coming and everyone yep. wants. Yeah. So it just it was a lot of that for me in a lot of you know work. So I mean, I I liked about half the show, and the other half of the show was like, okay, cool, like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, maybe I'm a bit, uh, a bit critical of that, but I I felt like this was, I mean. This was a five and a half hour show. Yeah. It was uh, long. Not, not, not even, not even counting pre-show. Yeah, it was five and a half hours. So, yeah. I mean, it was just like, okay, this is still going on. All right, cool. Like, and so by the time the Royal Rumble, the Men's Royal Rumble ends, you're like, okay, all right, yeah, it's, it's yeah. way past my bedtime at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll just quickly run through the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated Scott Dawson and Rezar. Yes, that's right. One member of the Revival and one member of the Authors of Pain tagged together in a match uh, where the stipulation was had Dawson and Rezar won, both the Revival and the Authors of Pain would receive a Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Newsflash, they did not win. Uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable retained the titles. Um, you know, uh, I don't even think it was a tag team title match. I think it's just this, a tag team match, right? This, yeah, this right here, you know, uh, you know, we're going to touch on it later, but this right here, tag team, <laughs> keep an eye on that, is why if WWE fall, quote unquote falls or, or loses, you know, its perch, mm. tag team will be why. 
Uh, t- if I'm Bobby yeah. Roode, if I'm Chad Gable, if, I, if I'm any of these dudes, I'm like, man, AEW, what are you guys up to? Yeah. Because it's yeah. just... Yeah. I actually didn't even uh, see this match. I, I missed it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, well, you, yeah. you didn't miss... Uh, from everything I've heard uh, from, from y'all saying, and online, this, is, I didn't miss much. This is a weakness. A big, glaring weakness. Yeah. It, was, it, it just felt... For WWE right now. Look, I... Uh, I, and I guess props to the WWE because I mean that's an interesting kind of like gimmick for a match where it's like hey I mean, we're gonna put let's put two guys together and see if they can work together and get themselves a tag match for their teams. That's interesting. I mean, the it's not. Is just it's bad it's you got, it's. You know, it's two tag It's too complicated. Yeah, Let's it's bring stuck. one guy from two tag teams, and, and if they win, both teams get a like what. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. even make sense. I mean, to me. I mean, I think I think it's interesting, but I, yeah. at the same time, it's like okay, this was like poorly executed. Yeah. It feels like you're yeah. like, hey, let's just throw out an extra match here. Yeah, you yeah. Know, fill some time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just think it's awkward when you got you know two tag team you know legends on the indie circuit starting a business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to to compete with you <laughs> when if that is going to be weak. That's, that's what you're putting out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's immediately what people are going to see. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the bucks that are young yeah. here early. Yeah, the, uh, the, the bucks. Uh, that's, that's, that's how uh, the bucks that are young. That, that's how uh, Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy, would refer to him. I guess gotcha. the bucks that are young. Yeah, I like that. Um, next on the card here, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. I know uh, J. Raw was pretty upset about this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, still am. Yeah. Still am. So, well, oh, I am too. So, so Shinsuke. Uh, well. You should be happy because Shinsuke wins the title here <laughs> on uh, the pre-show. On the pre-show. On the pre-show. Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're all um, give him a beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it was thrilling. No, I mean it was it was fine. Um, but uh, it's okay. again, it's it's like why do you have this on the pre-show? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I mean they need time to fill, and uh, I mean I feel bad for Shinsuke and Rusev. Yeah, yeah. I think both men should have had a more prominent spot. Yeah, um, just in general. But uh, this was for what it was. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinsuke then loses the title just the very next SmackDown, I believe, to our Truth. Oh, that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. 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 So that was a that was yeah. a short lived reign for uh, the King of Knock America. Cool. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so he was on the pre-show, and then it didn't even matter because yeah. he lost the title. He lost the title. Cool. <laughs> Buddy Murphy Buddy Murphy retains the title against uh, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto in a fifth. This was actually match. a pretty cool match. Yeah. It, it was. It was a very Cruiserweights cool are fun. Match. Yeah, cruiserweights are fun to watch, and uh, this is the first time I've really seen a full match with uh, Buddy Murphy. Incredibly talented guy, and that, that Murphy's Law finisher that he does, the yeah. way he pulls it off, that yes. that's a crazy finisher. But here's, here's what's so frustrating about the cruiserweight division to me. Mm-hmm. Is again going back to NXT. You got six, well, five cruiserweight sized guys. Yeah, and they're all in the mix for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, have the cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. but you know, pull guys into the main events. Yeah, well, and that's how they, what they're... they could. Easily, Buddy Murphy, these guys could easily be split into competing for the United States Championship. Or even be in the Royal Rumble. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Buddy, Buddy I mean, Murphy. Mustafa Ali getting in, that, that's a good Well, that's yeah. exactly that's what I was going to that's 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 say. Is Mustafa Ali, you know, hitting the main roster was a very good move. And I think Buddy Murphy would probably end up being the next guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for, I'm just saying, you know, no, I continue to show that awareness. I completely agree. Yeah. I think that this match is more noteworthy um, for something else besides what was actually done in the ring. This is actually going to mark the last match for Hideo Itami, mm-hmm. uh, who has uh, now left the company. He actually uh, was granted his release. Uh, this is the man formerly known as Kenta. Uh, he, you know, he wrestled for a long time in uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and in Ring of Honor. Um, he had a very good run in, in, in NXT for the most part for the beginning, but it, it was riddled with injuries where he was just not there. He was also kind of overshadowed by the debut of Finn Balor to an extent. So um, it's uh, we were wishing uh, Kenta all, all the best here. I, I would actually, um, if, if I had my given choice, I mean, he, he may go to go back to Japan uh, for all I know, but uh, if given the choice, I think uh, he could definitely earn a spot in AEW. I think that would be a good place for him to land as well if given yeah. an opportunity. He might want to go back to Japan, but hey, man, if, if AEW's calling, uh, I, I definitely they got would, that money too. Yeah, I would recommend to pick up the phone if, if you're interested in sticking around. Yeah. I think that they would probably give him the freedom and booking that he would want to have. Yeah, because he he's another guy who could probably have a really good match with Kenny Omega or with Cody or with pretty much anybody who you could put on that roster yeah. in yeah. AEW. Uh, but I digress. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, to kick off the Royal Rumble, we had Oscar beat Becky Lynch uh, uh, via submission in a match that ran about seventeen minutes, a little bit over seventeen minutes. Um, I, I liked the match. It was, it was a good opener. Uh, good. The crowd was hot for Becky. I thought it was a good idea for them for it to be the opener, also. Right. Well, and and it, and it kind of sorted out here what was going to happen, what what the rest of the show would transpire to be, at least for the, for the first half of the show. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch, we kind of thought was going to lose the match to Oscar, though it wasn't very clear because you still want to have somewhere, somehow, some way for Becky to find her way through to a WrestleMania main event. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. I, I actually like the match quite a bit. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. To to you guys' favorite match of the evening, the Miz and Shane yes. McMahon. Yes. Defeat the bar, 13 minutes. Uh, Miz's dad was at ringside. Yes. Uh, he looked like he was having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shane McMahon wins the match with... Jeez, uh, I... <laughs> For a man who's in his fifties, to be able to pull off a shooting star press like he did uh, was yeah. that was probably one of the best shooting star press I've, I've ever, ever seen. seen. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like like I said at the top of the show, I'm a big fan of Shane McMahon. I always have been since I since I watched wrestling. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I just really like him and his very um, the man has no fear. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a, a lead by example kind of guy. And, and you can tell, uh, you know, parts of the match where where he's like, "Man, I really shouldn't be doing this," but then he does it anyway. That's and, and, and that's why I like Shane. Um, but yeah, I think the match was great. Yeah, it was a it was a fun match. Uh, you know, uh, definitely decent. Um, new tag team champions, so yes. it'll be interesting to see where we kind of go from here. Yes. Uh, we did not get uh, any hints of a feud like maybe what our guest uh, Eddie was pointing out to. Mm. Um, you know, but uh, you know, we'll have to call Eddie. Hey, it's still early. It's still early. It's still very early. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, get his take. We, we're going to have to get his take, so Eddie, if you're listening, give us a call. We want to hear back from you. 
Or if any of you guys listening want to ever give us a call or ever want to write us in, write yeah. us at uh, headlockcock at gmail.com. Yes, uh, we definitely want to have a mailbag section, so we want we want to hear from you guys. Ask, send us your questions at headlockcock at gmail.com. Or, or if you want to give us a call and uh, share your thoughts with us, we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, so I was going to say, too, what, I guess what made this match um, so good was just that, you know, and, and Royal Rumble, I think what made it okay was everything was pretty predictable. Yeah. There wasn't much intrigue. And so when a time like that, you're the funnest Match and story is probably going to be the highlight of the night. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 give a differing opinion here in just a moment. <laughs> but um, uh, the Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks match. Uh, Sasha Banks got, I mean, a, a pretty good match out of Ronda Rousey here um, for the Raw Women's Title. Um, this is about as good as what I thought a Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey match was. Sasha basically. Uh, Eliminates herself like she, she, you know, somebody has to check up on Sasha because I mean she's just constantly about self harm here. Yeah, you know? uh, put it, you know, taking these massive bumps and um, yeah, you know, it's it was a very very good match and and Sasha, um, you know, I, I definitely approve of of her willingness to work with Ronda. Um, there was also a little bit of a teaser like we were mentioning earlier. Uh, Sasha throws up the four horsewomen sign mm-hmm. at, at Ronda as uh, as they part from the ring. I still recommend watching it. Um, I find like uh, what I was gonna say earlier was I find that the first half of this pay per view I liked a lot better than the second half of the pay per view for for differing reasons. Oh, give me one second too. Um, mm-hmm. One dimension as well coming off the uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon match. Uh, Eddie sent in a stat correction. Oh, okay. So he made a mistake. You're, you're talking to Miz, Eddie. Yeah, Miz didn't win the 2011 Royal Rumble. He interfered and got Cena eliminated um, at that year's WrestleMania. So it was. It wasn't the Royal Rumble. It was they set up the clash at that year's WrestleMania. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, that's that sounded better when he said that. He, when he said that the Miz won the Rumble, I had to go back to my Rolodex and and think. As to yeah, whether or not he won it or not, here. but yeah, no, uh, that that would be correct. Uh, yeah. that, that, because that 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 was well, that was the one where The Rock uh, cost John Cena the mm. match, and then that led to The Rock and John Cena yeah. at twenty eight. Yeah, and then again at twenty nine. Yeah, so it was the interference. Yeah, what, what, what was once in a lifetime became twice in a lifetime. Ah, so let it be known. Yeah, let it be known. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's the story. Um, but uh, yeah, no the the first half of the show here, going up through um, and kind of going towards the uh, the women's Royal Rumble match here. Um, a lot of the story here, and it was a little bit slow in plotting at points, but um, uh, a lot of that relied on Charlotte Flair, um, you know, putting in most. Putting in a lot of the work, a lot yeah. of the thinking work into the match too. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there were some uh, definitely a lot of notable uh, talents here in. This yeah, match. one of one of the breakout performances I just want to say was Lacey Evans from yeah. NXT. Uh, oh. She lasted until I believe seventeen or eighteen after being the first entrant. Yeah. Uh, so. Fantastic job from yeah. her. Props to Lacey Evans. I, I like her style. I like her style. I do too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and then we kind of had uh, Ember Moon. Also, she was in there for uh, yeah. probably like sixteen or seventeen entrants as well. A good, a good portion yeah. too. Um, 
And then kind of around the time, uh, I think Lana was entering 28. And that's when... Either 27 or 28, yeah. So, so and maybe we should kind of back up here. In the Rusev-Nakamura match, there is a spot where um, Rusev actually ran into Lana and injured Lana. Right. And Lana could could not get herself down the, the ringway. Yeah, she couldn't uh, walk. To, to get into the match. So that opened up a spot as we kind of go through the match uh, where um, uh, Becky Lynch, of course, the man... Yep. Becky Lynch came out. The man, uh, Becky Lynch came out, and uh, she was talking with uh, David Finley. David Finley's uh, a fellow countryman, mm-hmm. Irishman. Yeah. Um, he uh, he was thinking back and forth. He didn't know if he should let Becky into the match, and then ultimately he relented and let Becky into the match. Yep. So um, uh, spots are there with Becky and Nia. Um, uh, Nia Jax gets eliminated. Takes it out on Becky and destroys. <laughs> Stephen raises his hands that <laughs> Becky had uh, Nia Jax <laughs> got eliminated. <laughs> um, Nia Jax uh, obviously destroys Becky's knee, and it comes down to just Becky and Charlotte. And uh, Becky ultimately wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Char- Charlotte missed with the move, didn't she? And get get sent over. I think that was part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was part of it. So, um, and I think it was always going to come down to Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think this is probably the better way to go. Uh, they are playing up now this injury angle, quote unquote, with Becky Lynch. She needs to get her knee checked out, and she attacks Stephanie McMahon because yeah. Stephanie wants to suspend her for not getting her knee checked out. Uh, I mean, the whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. WWE, for, for all of their credit and all the money that they make in the world, um, it's very they play out this angle very often where it's like okay we're going to interject the McMahon family into here and make it kind of like an underdog story against the system mm-hmm. you know this is this is flashes of, of Daniel Bryan written all over it which can it, that storyline can work yeah but if you're trying to do it for every big person right well, <laughs> on the roster yeah then. it just seems to happen Wrestlemania you know every other Wrestlemania or so is yeah. that there's a McMahon storyline of Somebody having a fight against the system. Last year it was uh, Kurt Angle, and then he recruited Ronda Rousey to have the tag match with Hunter and Steph. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you had like I said the Daniel Bryan storyline with him versus the Authority. So it was just it was kind of one of those things that's now it's kind of turned into. But um, uh, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble matches aftermath here in just a moment. Um, to kind of close out the show, the last three matches, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, uh, went for about 24 minutes, uh, which is shocking. Uh, yeah. The longest match on here that was not a Royal Rumble match. Um, I did not like this one nearly as much as I liked the TLC matches, yeah. uh, the, or the TLC match that they had. Uh, it was still a good enough match. Um, it was decent. It was, it I think was, it was straightforward, yeah. yeah. It was pretty straightforward. Um, uh, and then, of course, the Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor match. <laughs> Uh, Steven did not like this. <laughs> I, Look, mm, go I like Brock Lesnar, but I am starting to side with Steven. Thank you. This. Oh, <laughs> why does a part timer have yeah. the belt this long? Yeah, it's it's not like there isn't a number of people that can full timers that can take this spot and. Starting with Finn Balor. Yeah. 
Yeah. This could have easily rolled into a Finn Balor or Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Uh, now we're going to get Rollins, Lesnar, and I swear on everything, if Lesnar walks out of there with the belts... I mean, if if Lesnar walks out, if Lesnar walks out uh, of WrestleMania with the Universal Title, we can just assume that that title's dead at that point, right? Yes. Be, because the meaning of everything, and maybe maybe we're moving to SmackDown being the best, most right. important belt, right? And maybe I've missed. Well, I mean, something. at this point, I would argue that the WWE Championship is the most important belt in WWE right now, just because with the Universal Title, you get. Uh, a title defense every, uh, I mean, you know, three months or do, so, and do then. Do we think this was a snafu? Uh, well, uh, do we think this I mean, was look? I mean, uh, real quick, do we think this was a mismanagement with the writing that the belt ended up in the wrong spot? That it ended up in SmackDown. They're here, just like, oh, uh, here, I, let's go with this. I'm gonna throw this out at you, okay? So the Daniel Bryan, <laughs> I'm lost. Okay, so the Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles <laughs> match went for almost 25 minutes and ended because of Eric Rowan. Interfere, right? Right, attack AJ, which I thought was a very cool ending. Very cool and very interesting. Yeah, Eric, okay. Eric Rowan looks like and, a, a vegan country nut. <laughs> so hey, let's go with it. I love it. I love it. Hot take here I, from J. Hot Rock. takes. Hot take hot here takes. from J. Rock calling <laughs> Eric Rowan a country hick. Country hick uh, vegan. <laughs> nut job. J. Rock's address is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, but in seriousness here. Uh, the following match, which was Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, was less than 10 minutes. It was only 8 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. So, um, in my opinion, this is just me, since you're going to have Eric Rowan interfere in the match anyway, you maybe should have given Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles less than 10, you know, 10 minutes or less with the Eric Rowan interference because that would have at least kept that match a little bit more fresh. Mm-hmm. We've just seen it after TLC. We're yep. going to see it yep. again at Elimination Chamber. We're probably going to see some form of it at Fastlane and yep. probably a whole other form of it at WrestleMania. This seems to be destined for AJ yeah. Styles and Daniel Bryan to keep clashing against each other. Right. So cut cut that match short and make Brock versus Finn Balor 20 to 25 minutes. I would have actually liked that a lot more because I think there would have been a lot more space for... If Balor wins, I would have liked that more. See, if they you give that match... Five F5s and then an arm... See, if you gave that yeah. match 20 minutes, you would end up with about 96 suplexes in, <laughs> instead of 32. <laughs> And that's, so. and that's and that's that's that's, that's a good that's, fact. That's fair. That's, a good point. that's fair. I'm just saying, you know, if you gave if you gave Brock and Finn the same amount of time that you at least gave Brock when he faced AJ, uh, or and, and Brian when he faced Brock as well, the match between Finn and Brock would have been a lot better. The, I, I feel like the only. Like, I, I go feel, ahead. Sorry. I, I guess what I'm saying is when I, when I boil it down. The black and white of it is this: I feel like the women's title matches far were far better and well built, and I yes. actually came across better yeah. than yeah. both of the men's title matches. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I agree because if if you take a look at the the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match, we've mm-hmm. seen that before. We've seen it multiple right. times, and then Brock Lesnar Finn Balor. I just we've, I don't like Brock Lesnar. We've seen that result before. Right, right. I, I think that we would have had a chance to at least see a lot more of what Finn could do. Right. And but see, that, that was what match. that's I, I, what was my problem with this match though right. was it was extremely one sided for me right. in, in the sense that 
you have Finn Balor over here, an insanely talented wrestler who's putting up big spots and is doing very, very well in the ring. And then you have Brock Lesnar doing suplexes. Yeah. And that's that's pretty essentially what the match was. And so if you're giving that more time, then okay, cool. I can see I can see more stuff that Finn Balor's doing that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather see Finn Balor versus you know anyone else. And let me say this. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus anyone. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I don't know if I can make that any clearer. I agree. I don't yes. know if that was clear. Oh, okay. So, so... And Vince, you, you did it to me. Well, I didn't want to agree with Steven on this. Listener, if you've kept but score... Vince, you've done this to me. If you guys have kept score at home... It has now basically shifted sides where uh, J. Ron and Steven are now together in thought, and I'm on my own here. So uh, we're we're, see- we're seeing a new dynamic here on the show. It seems it's uh, just because Lesnar's part time, and and I think it shows personally. What's the what is the, it shows? Like what yeah, is no. there? There's no build up. There's no story that like. I mean, it's the same story, yeah. and he's part-time, so yeah. it, it, there's no other way to develop anything other than, you know, multiple suplexes and yeah. then what? He's a know, beast! Yeah, okay, and, we get it. And yeah. we got, what, a little twist with the submission that reminds you, remind you of when he kayfabe broke Triple H's arm, but right. it's like... No, I get Why? it. Why I, are we here? No, what are we doing? I, I get it. I, I get it completely. I felt as though, and again, this is just me. Yeah, we would have all been a lot less confused and a lot more happy with it if the roles were reversed. If they gave the Brock Lesnar Finn match more time and the AJ Dana Bryan less time. And Finn I feel, won. Well, <laughs> no, I, yes. I can see what you're saying oh, yeah. though. No. J- just because the the Daniel Bryan match was too long. And the Brock Lesnar match was too short. So if you were to balance them out in time, it would have been a little bit better. That being said, though, I still wouldn't be a fan of the match. But do do you feel that, though? Do you feel Mm -hmm. that the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles one was held back to like a, 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 a general but somewhat good but just match match because they know there's going to be more story here? Because this thing is, like you said, it was. I don't even know if it started yet. <laughs> like that's how that's how much time this that's how much time this match and story is going to get. It, it was. It was. So, it was a lot longer than maybe what I would have liked to have seen. It. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not to say it wasn't a good match. It was. It was still a very well done match between AJ and Daniel Bryan. But again, if you're going to have Eric Rowan come out and do interference anyway. Yeah. Make it a shorter match, yeah. and then give Finn and Brock more time because you can always play up the story a lot more as you just kind of go through WrestleMania season. No, no I agree right? with you, but, but what I'm saying is, this match, this story is going to have so many spots by the time it's done. I'm just saying, I felt yeah. they were holding back, even maybe. though it was long. Yeah, maybe I felt they were holding back because. There's so much more to be told. I mean, mm. I know the elimination chamber spots alone are going to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the elimination chamber, that's probably going to be matching the night. Well, and calling it now, I mean, it's going to be... Uh, it's good to kind of keep things... Epic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good to kind of keep things a little bit more fresh, too. Because, yeah. we. I mean, uh, throwing four other competitors in the same match in a completely different environment is going to definitely do wonders to help... Um, you know the uh, 
uh, WWE title scene kind of going forward here. Um, now, what I would be curious of is um, how we're going to play out here. Uh, obviously, we've got the uh, Seth Rollins versus, uh, well, <laughs> Seth Rollins versus the world here yeah. in a 30-man yeah. Royal Rumble match. Uh, I believe he was entrant number 10. Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to say it was entry number 10. We had a few surprises. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was in the match uh, early <laughs> that was on. Fun. Him and yeah. Him and Elias had a yeah. little one-on-one at the beginning of the match. I, I thought it was a cool promo. A little too long, though. Yeah. It, it, it you know. started to drag a little bit. It's like, all right, come on, let's Ma- get on with it. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, you know. Uh, isn't uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, isn't one of the, the controversial guys? Controversies behind him is he's a dick when it comes to negotiations. <laughs> oh, I don't um, know. yeah. The whole TNA thing. And, well, no, you know. Well, there was a. Um, uh, there was. Because I could just see him negotiating like, oh, you bring me back. I need lines. I need that. I need that. You well, know what I mean? Th- so there was a. Um, when he left WWE and went to WCW, there was. Uh, there was a lot of hard feelings there, and there's yeah. there's a ton of, of people who've told different stories about what exactly happened uh, between him and Vince and, and and Jeff Jarrett leaving the company. Yeah. But I mean, he got elected into their Hall of Fame at last WrestleMania, so mm. I mean, uh, I don't think that there's any residual hard feelings well, no, man, still I left say, there. I know Todd Neal the wounds, but I'm just saying I can see him pulling a move like that. If I'm gonna come back, I need spots. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. well, well, him and him and him and Road Dog are really good friends, and Road Dog writes Raw, so yeah. I mean, that's um, that's that. Yeah, I thought it was funny, so, I mean, because you're gonna get you know guys. That's that's the beauty of Royal Rumble is you get these guys that you know you know you're not only gonna see once in a while. Yep. And they come out, you know, give them a few seconds. It just went a little long for me from the awkwardness of it. Mm-hmm. You know I, mean? I, was, yeah. I was about ready for someone to get hit with, right. the, with a guitar. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you finally got what you <laughs> so, wanted. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't care who at that point. I'm just like, somebody hit somebody, please. Well, and the uh, and the NXT, uh, the, the guys come up from NXT were were pretty cool too. It's getting to see them. We got mm-hmm. to see Gargano. We got to see Alistair Black. I thought that was there. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali so was in there. Um, uh, Andrade, uh, Cien Almas was in there. Uh, a lot of really cool guys. Dolph Ziggler came back, even mm-hmm. though he's supposed to be on a hiatus. Uh, I think he's still on a hiatus. He just came back for the Royal, Royal Rumble. Um, so, I mean, ultimately it came down to Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman, and Seth Rollins came away with the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing worth noting here, and we'll make it very quick because we've still got a lot of show to get into here, you guys. Um, this could be quick if you go on where I think you're going. Oh, it's going to have to go there. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so, uh, J-Raw, the, our local Nia Jax sympathizer, uh, most likely probably enjoyed this next spot where... Uh, oh, yes, I did. Our truth comes out at number 30. Uh, okay, I did I, enjoy that. That wasn't, that wasn't right. Okay. You, oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right. Time out. <laughs> So Seth uh, 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 Nia Jax comes out and basically knocks out our truth. So you're not cool with that. I'm not cool with him getting hurt from it. Yeah, I'm not cool I'm not, with that either. I'm not cool with I'm not cool with that. I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, was it when she threw him into the sign? I mean, I think it was all of it. Oh. It, it was <laughs> that was definitely part of it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm cool with the spot. I'm not cool with 
you know, if he was actually another to the list. Yeah, if he, if, <laughs> if he was actually hurt or not. I mean, that's that's my theory as to maybe why he won the U.S. title from Nakamura. Is like, I mean, that's like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that has to be the reason. Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree with you. Perhaps so. Hey, don't talk about how you got hurt by Nia Jax, and we'll give you this U.S. title run here. Yeah, pretty right. much. Oh, okay, cool. Let's do it. No, yeah. Um, Look, but yeah, no, I mean, so here's, here's what I liked about it. Okay. Here's what I liked about it. Mm, go ahead. Before you <laughs> before you guys go. You're going to talk about her getting beat up, aren't you? No, I just like Because that's what I liked about it. <laughs> I like the fact that, you know, she came out, she showed some physicality. Yeah. And she is clearly playing on the fact that everyone hates her. So, I like that. I like that she's in on the joke. Now, is she like Ryback, where she doesn't know her own strength and she's effing people up? Yes, but I'm just saying, you know, um, a lot of the women can hold their own in the ring and with the mic. I'm just saying Nia Jax is up there. You got to give it to her. You got to accept the fact that one of the reasons you hate her is because she's so good at what she does. I don't have to accept anything, bro. I don't have to accept anything. (laughs) All I'm saying is, look, they got, she got the crowd cheering for a bunch of dudes to beat up a woman. That says enough about her (laughs) mic promo work, wing ring work. That says everything about her ability to push a character. Right there, but That's most of saying. most of the hate for her character is that she keeps hurting people. <laughs> so I can't give it to her if a lot of the heat that she's drawing is real heat real from nice. her not doing her job properly. I'm sorry, there's, I'm not going to give her a pass on that. There, there's people on that side of the fence too. I just, you know what I mean. <laughs> that that was thrilling. I, <laughs> Oh man! Um, I mean, both. We need a knockout series look, look, on how we feel about look, Nia Jax. I mean, the pros and the cons. We need a knockout. They're all sessions. cons. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that people have the time to live stream us for a week if we're going to have that kind of episode because it's going to, it's going to have to take that long. Yeah, it would be bad. No, but I mean, like, no. In, awesome. in, in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, uh, look, I can see both of y'all's points for sure. N- the fact that Nia Jax. Was the number thirtieth entrant into the Royal Rumble, and then she she took what an RKO, a six one nine, and what, what else did she take? She, she, uh, took, she took quite a She few took games. a super kick. Yeah, she took a super yep. kick. Ziggler got her with a super kick. Yep. The RKO was my favorite spot. <laughs> that was my favorite too. I mean, also too, you know, I mean, the men sold her kick in their tail too. So I mean, yeah. I it was yeah. a good. It was a good little segment, you know. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, apparently, we're building towards a Nia Jax Dean Ambrose feud. Um, so um, I, That's I, was, interesting. I was to lo- that I say, please no. I, <laughs> I was looking over some uh, some some Twitter feed comments, and uh, I think somebody brilliantly posted that Vince must want Dean Ambrose to get injured on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the comment of the year. Yeah, we, well, haven't even, we, haven't, we just started the year. That's man. the comment of the year. So, you know, I mean, take that for what you will. Um, <laughs> back to, I mean, to, to the Rumble itself, it came down to the, to the two guys who I think probably 
it should have ended down to, and it was probably a Hunter's guy to win, who would, would have been Seth, mm-hmm. and Vince's guy to win, who would have been Braun. Yeah. And yeah. I think the right guy won here. The, be- got, the better story is going to be Seth versus Braun. And I got to say, it was, it's refreshing. I feel like we haven't had a Royal, we haven't had a Rumble in a while where, you know, the last four or five guys left, you're thinking, all right, who is going to get it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we haven't really had a rumble like that in a while. Typically, by the last four to five, you're like, oh. No, yeah, no, no, and no. I thought the, that the last no. two, uh, what, uh, being Seth Rollins and, and Braun Strowman, was really cool also. That's really good, right? Because with really uh, Braun Strowman, he was supposed to face uh, Brock, uh, yeah. Brock Lesnar, and, and he ended up losing that that title. And now they're going to be or that That's title spot. shot. Yeah. And now they're going to be pushing for a, a Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar feud. And I think it's cool to have the last two guys in your Rumble be the guy who almost got it, and then the guy who is eventually going to get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you don't know which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Uh, it'll be very very interesting going forward. And I w- I do want to talk about this here for for just a moment here, you guys. Uh, obviously, the aftermath of this is going to be most likely Seth versus Brock. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Um, there were there was a great promo spot between Becky and Ronda um, on Raw the night after. Uh, the crowd really popped huge for Becky Lynch. Uh, and Ronda went from cutting probably one of the worst promos I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Cut, yeah. Uh, prior to her match with Bailey to one of the best promos I've ever seen ever cut. I would say the the uh, after the match with Bailey. Yeah, the the promo after the match with Bailey is probably the best promo I've seen Ronda cut. Yeah, so My far. My only issue with it is it was great what she cut finally, and she got that stupid look off her face. She, she has uh, some intensity about her yeah. finally, but um, I don't like when the crowd is done with you and they don't give you a chance. Yeah, like I think that's unprofessional you know uh, and I can't expect a bunch of you know drunk people and you know their kids to Careful. be professional <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go you know rowdy you know wrestling crowds I don't I can't expect them to be professional but there should be some kind of you but, know at least silence I, to let uh her work, yeah. Let her be her. Are, are you talking about the first promo or are you talking about the second promo? The second, With. I guess, because after the first, they were so fed up and just all the dumbness, uh, okay, which yeah. I agree with. They booed yeah. her through her entire through the entire promo speech. Yeah, yeah. When if they'd have shut up, then sorry, wrestling fans. Yeah, I'm a wrestling fan too. But if you guys would have been quiet, then you probably would have liked. They would have been impressed. Yeah, they would have been impressed. Mm -hmm. I I I disagree to the extent to where I believe that Becky being so over and so loved by the crowd and Ronda being this kind of protected champion, somewhat, um, you know, uh, basically made it out to be. You know, uh, it's it's a true heat drawing moment. You know, like like the crowd was legitimately out of favor with what Ronda was, was was doing and had to say and it created just this really awesome feeling in this promo yeah. which I really really enjoyed. I, I definitely get get where you're coming from with that uh, especially with like the what the crowd reaction means and everything like that yeah. but I do also agree with you J-Raw I mean Give the girl a chance. Yeah, you know she True. she just she True. just cut the best promo that she's ever cut. 
True. And y'all weren't giving her the but, time of day. But, but, I, but, I, but I think that that's part of what makes it the best promo that she cut. Is the fact that I can she see persevered, that. she pushed, she pushed through, through it, and she actually she had so much intensity for it, and Becky had had brought that out of her too. Yeah, that I just really really liked how that all came. I thought it was. Good. I can I, see that. I like the whole talking with the mic down. Yeah. How, um, you know, if you catch it, Becky was like, you know, you hear them. Like she was yeah. really goading her into, you know, it was like make a break time. Mm. So. You know what I mean? So I do have a quick question for you guys as kind of a side spot here. Um, we have Brock and Seth uh, for probably what's going to be the universal title. It's it's all it's pretty much undoubtedly going to be that. Yeah. And then we've got Becky and Ronda, and perhaps Charlotte might also find her way into this match as well. I think the likelihood of that is is very much on, especially according to, to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer. We're most likely going to see Charlotte added to this match. Um, but what does that mean for one Mr. Daniel Bryan? What, what, who, uh, I'll, I'll kind of go around here, the three of us here. Who do we think might end up having their title, uh, a title match with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? Um, I, I don't see any reason to not go with AJ Styles and maybe toss someone else in. I don't, I don't see a reason to not go with that. Hmm. Uh, I think this Royal Rumble. They saved some for later. Uh, even though the match was long, they saved some for later. And, you know, I, I don't see any reason to deter from that. Um, you know, especially with WrestleMania being a culmination to that story. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would say I agree with J-Raw on that. Um, I, I definitely kind of agree with you also where I would want someone else other than AJ to be in this feud or, or yeah, in this title run um, but at the same time with with how the match ended at, at Royal Rumble with um, what's his name again his uh, Dan O'Brien's oh, goon oh Eric uh, Eric Rowan yeah uh, with, with him coming out I think that that's only going to oh, really? keep this feud going on longer really? uh, I was going to say how about this how about Mustafa Ali comes out of the elimination chamber mm. feeling cheated. Mm. We get a triple threat: Brian Styles, mm. Ali. Oh, that would be good. It could be. I'd be definitely could, down for that. Could. He comes out feeling like, man, I was robbed, you know, and I want my actual shot. Like Rowan takes him out, or you know what I mean, or somebody just you know takes him out when you know Brian comes back and wins. Yeah, see, I was yeah. uh, thinking maybe something with uh, Rowan being part of, you know, Daniel Bryan's uh, posse or whatever. Uh, possibly have AJ Styles team up with somebody or, or have someone in AJ Styles' corner oh, so man. that uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ can have a fair match with mm. uh, their other guys trying to interfere, but then they're they're keeping them away from the ring and, and things like that, you know? Yeah. I think that would be a cool way to go, too. Right. I mean, I, and I can definitely see that. Um, I think, uh, I mean, you can play it a couple different ways. I think you could potentially do uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ, and Joe. I think Samoa Joe and oh, Daniel like Bryan, that. just that would be like that. would be a clinic. I think that would be a very good match. That would be a um, match. I think that you could you could also do Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali again. Kind of going back to what we said, we I said last episode, um, how you could you could do still play up the story where Mustafa Ali has a pinfall victory over Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. You know, he could he could flip the the you know the script here as far as I'm the underdog now going against you, and you have Eric Rowan, and you have all these guys. Maybe maybe they bring uh, Harper back in, and Harper's part of this uh, you know green friendly. Uh, faction um, with with Daniel Bryan and, and Eric Rowan. Yeah, um, you know you could, play, you could play that up. I think that you could also, and and this probably might be what I would like to see most: um, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena mm. for the title at WrestleMania. It's not bad, but isn't Cena hurt? I I mean, he's, he's in K, he's kayfabe hurt. Oh, okay. yeah. That's why that's why they pulled him from the match. But I think that you could still. I mean. I think that if you I played this, really got hurt. yeah, if you, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, the likelihood of John Cena hurting himself at the gym for real is like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I would say that's extremely it's unlikely. Very, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, the man takes very good care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. but I, I think that you could really do a, a good story between John Cena looking for his seventeenth title at WrestleMania. I think that would be, I think that would be pretty decent. Well, I mean, John Cena is like one of my favorite wrestlers, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. Right. Well, and John Cena and Daniel like Bryan that. had a had a really good match at SummerSlam a few years back. Yeah. Uh, so I I definitely would be down for that. Um, to kind of get away from this, uh, all the WWE stuff, I think we've caught up enough. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah I agree. We've got some really big news to talk about, especially uh, in regards to AEW. They uh, they they had a uh, pool party slash press conference in Las Vegas uh, earlier this week, and of course, the biggest announcement of all was none other than the signing uh, of a new vice president, uh, cleaner. the cleaner Kenny Omega, uh, has now joined AEW. Like I said, he will also be an executive vice president alongside the Young Bucks. I am all for uh, this and yes. Cody, yeah, hundred percent. Um. Uh, so my, I guess my question here is, um, well, uh, did do you think that Kenny made the right choice? Yes. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, yes. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. yes. Uh, specifically because, um, if, if y'all read further into, you know, what the actual agreement he has with AEW is, is that he still can wrestle for New Japan. Yep. In certain aspects, certain shows, and things like that. And that, for me, is a very, very, very big win for Kenny Omega as mm-hmm. as a wrestler and for his career. Specifically because you still get huge coverage in Japan that you've been getting for years. Yep. But now you also have this huge coverage that you can get in America with this new huge wrestling promotion. So, right. as a business standpoint, in terms of Kenny Omega selling... Kenny Omega, yeah, it, this was absolutely the number one choice he should have done. Well, and and now he's selling AEW, so you've got yeah, eyes, like absolutely, you said, like you said, eyes coming from Japan and eyes in in America that can now see a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I think that's great for for all of us as fans. Absolutely. Um, uh, during Kenny Omega's uh, unveiling, though, uh, he was interrupted yes, by the one and only Chris Jericho. Yes. Uh, so uh, we're most likely going to see Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega main eventing at Double or Nothing, which yeah. is going to be yes. spectacular. Yes, oh, please. Um, yes, please. Uh, other matches nice. and angles that were shot at the press conference uh, were uh, the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., and mm. Phoenix uh, uh, had a little square off with um, uh, the Young Bucks. Mm. Uh, and those guys have had great matches in, in Mexico yeah. and in PWG. 
uh, for a while. I think this is a, a really good build here for that match as well. Definitely. Um, also, SoCal Uncensored, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kinzarian, and Scorpio Sky uh, challenged uh, Shima. Uh, Shima is the leader of this OWE faction, mm. uh, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment from, I think, China, Japan. Um, uh, they challenged Shima to find two cohorts within OEW or uh, OWE rather that uh, would team with him uh, against SoCal Uncensored at uh, at the Double or Nothing show. So uh, we'll get to see maybe some uh, OE, uh, OWE talent spotlighted here in this match. And you know, like I said, I'm always down for new experiences, seeing new more talent. exposure. Man, I'm more, down. More exposure. Absolutely. Um, uh, we we also heard of a partnership. With Triple uh, A in Mexico, this is something that again we talked about back at the Wrestle Kingdom episode. Uh, how the more that AEW can get along with other organizations internationally is probably for the best. Yeah, you know if you have OWE that yeah. you can partner with Triple yes. A in Mexico, maybe also CMLL. Yeah, um, it, it's very interesting. Know, New to Japan, the, perhaps. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see this dynamic with AEW also, where uh, AEW it, it seems is trying to keep as many doors open as possible mm-hmm. and making uh, different partnerships with with different different promotions from all over the globe right whereas you have WWE who is very much i am the only thing like that exists secular secluded right right and and only recently did WWE even start mentioning like UFC and, and things like that in it and yeah. so it's really cool to see AEW i know they're not uh you know fully established you know mm-hmm. doing weekly shows and things like that but it's good to see a, a big american based wrestling promotion that mm-hmm. is not pretending like they're the only thing that exists right. in the world yes. of wrestling i like that yes. a lot well, and, yeah. and i think tickets go on sale for this show uh tomorrow uh, apparently the venue that they're having double or nothing at can uh was um uh calculated for about fourteen thousand. uh but uh with the number of uh, uh promo ticket request that that they've gotten um i mean we're talking about you know maybe close to 20 to thirty thousand people who would attend this nice which would be a huge victory for those guys absolutely um so that's that's a very large show for a a a startup wrestling organization yeah yeah Yeah. Um, well i mean if you take uh the highest number of that thirty thousand, look at the royal rumble that just happened forty thousand. yeah and and that's Thirty thousand for a promotion that has only done one show, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that would be if they could get those numbers, that would be huge for them. Well, we're also gonna have uh, Hangman Page versus Pac, uh, which is gonna be a really good match. Absolutely, I'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan of both those guys. Um, we could also see um, who knows what's gonna happen between now and then. It's yeah. gonna, it, um, I would again, I would hope that maybe somebody like Kenta might end up joining. Um, I know that they also signed. Uh, uh, Chucky T and Trent Beretta, uh, the best friends. They're a really good tag team. Gotcha. Um, I know that they signed uh, Jimmy Havoc, who uh, he's from. That, he's yeah. from Progress. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. Um, really I, cool gimmick too. Really cool gimmick. I think that there's there's just a few pieces uh, away from having something really special. I yeah. think maybe, maybe if you had Kenta or Hideo Itami, however you know him, Kenta joining would be big. Kota Bushi is another name that I would Huge. like to throw yeah. out there Huge. as a possibility because Kenny Omega talked about that in his interview with Dave Meltzer. How yeah. he's you know trying to angle for that to happen. Um, 
you know, uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, or you know, as he went by on the indie scene, John Moxley. If yeah. you had him against Jimmy Havoc in a death match, like an actual hardcore death match, I think it would blow the roof off yeah. the place. Yeah. Um, so there's so many things that you can do, and I think there are there are just a few signings away from having something really special. Um, I know the Usos was rumored here at one point. I think the AEW can build a really great tag division. Yes, and and make that like a staple of theirs. So you'll have obviously the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You would have if you if you sign Kota Ibushi, you have the Golden Lovers, mm-hmm. uh, him and Kenny Omega. Um, you have it's a strange name, but yes, it's hey man, whatever. Yeah, uh, great great tag team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you have the Lucha Bros again, Pentagon and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have the Revival, perhaps if you can sign the Revival. You might have the Usos if you can sign the Usos. Yeah. I mean that right there is an amazing lineup. They, yeah. And then the best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent Britta, another great tag team. Yeah. Again, All the guys from SoCal Uncensored, another again, great team. Again, with the tag team division right now sucking at WWE. Um, Man, that's hard. Man, tell them how you being, really feel, J. Ross. Being honest, uh, that is a real weak spot that AEW can. Easily flip, yeah, um, and draw eyes to. Just watch. Be on, be on the watch for that. If they mm-hmm. keep screwing around, uh, be on the watch for what AEW is going to do, uh-huh. and and draw eyes to them. Uh, it, so it was uh, it was worth noting here um, uh, something that Kenny Omega said in that interview. Uh, he talked about how accommodating and and, and um, how uh, professional. It was to work with WWE on, on maybe contract possibilities and how they painted the picture of what uh, Kenny Omega in WWE, how that would look. And I think that Kenny does stress a lot on um, uh, how creative can he be yeah, and, and how um, what direction he needs to be. And I think that a lot of that weight would have been taken off of him had he joined WWE. And it would yeah. have been very interesting to see maybe how that would have played out. Uh, but I think that that's maybe part of who Kenny is. is he yeah. just... He's he he's a very creative sort of spirit. like the uh, like the Peyton Manning of wrestling, where it's like he calls his own plays, mm. <clears throat> doesn't necessarily need a coach. Well, that's uh, just a facilitator. I mean, that's that's kind of the way that he talked in this interview. Was what ultimately it came down to wasn't money, and I think that's what a lot of these guys are deciding nowadays. Is it's not about the money. It's not about it's about creative control. Well, I mean, and if your two biggest options are WWE and AEW, you're getting a lot of money either way. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Too, uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't think uh, Cody was struggling financially when he was Stardust. Right, you know right. I mean? Not oh, saying no. he's struggling financially now, I'm just saying he's probably making money wasn't why he was, you know, <laughs> why he decided not to be Stardust. <laughs> a, a lot of the guys on the, Jack out of here. <laughs> right. But, but a, a lot of the guys on the indie scene can make as much money as a guy in the WWE does. You just have to work hard at it yeah. and get and get yourself big enough and have enough it's dates to, yeah. to to work that out. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not like um, it's not like anybody in New Japan's having a rough time trying to get their life together, right? Yeah. Right. right. Um, it's not it's not like anybody, you know, in um, like Ring of Honor's having a tough time. You know, no, you, you, there, no. I mean, you you can find a way to make a very good living doing what you do. Yeah, it's just a matter of how hard do you want it and how hard do you want to work at it. I, and I think that uh, for for Kenny, it was just a matter of creative 
and, and wanting to be able to express himself and be a part of something new. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting is is he noted that uh, New Japan would have been like his last option. Yeah, because uh, you know he he had been told to kind of about you know how the angles are going to go for him. And I mean, I think he still has that capability and that flexibility of being able to go back to New Japan whenever he wants. Uh, it's built into his contract at this point. So where if if, he, if New Japan calls him and says, "Hey, you know, uh, we we'd like to have you for X, Y, and Z," it's not like they have to negotiate with AEW. Right. It's just they negotiate with Kenny directly. And yep. If Kenny has the scheduling for it, then he'll go. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You know, that's just plain and simple. Yeah, I like that deal. Yeah, I do too. It's a great deal for Kenny. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely, I think, WWE should definitely treat this as a pretty big threat, especially considering the, yes. the amount of ticket demand that there's been for this show now, uh, considering that they're, we're going to know a lot uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, uh, about how the, the ticket sales go. I wouldn't be surprised if it sold out within 10 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I, Yeah, I, WWE should be looking the, at this as a, a big loss. Well, Honestly. What, I, what I'll say is, I'll say this, <clears throat> the reason I keep harping, harping on the tag team division was, you know, you guys know this because you know the history of the Raw, you know, uh, WCW Wars, mm. but uh, WWE at the time didn't have a strong cruiserweight division, mm. and WCW, that was one of their biggest strengths, so it's like, you know, that's what made them almost take WWE over. Well, was they had something that WWE didn't, you know, well, and, and now this tag team, I'm telling you. Well, and one of the other, to keep your eyes open. especially one of the, and, and you touched on a little bit there, one of the biggest things that WCW had going for it were these partnerships that, that they had with companies in Mexico yeah, and companies in Japan yeah. to where they can be like, oh, okay, well, hey, we'll loan out some of our talent to you and you loan out some of our, your talent to us and we'll kind of, you know. Uh, make a shared kind well, of thing here, well, and, and it, I think that that's gonna you're gonna be able to have these really great dream matches. Kenny even noted he wouldn't mind working with WWE as part of AEW, which mm -hmm. is I mean I mean that's I mean you would have to really call the shots yeah. WWE's way, but yeah. I mean, it, it at least is a very interesting take that people inside AEW aren't um, aren't opposed necessarily to. Um, uh, working with WWE on something, they, they don't see it as a war like yeah. what it was between WWE and WCW. They 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 just want to make their product the best product. Yeah, I mean, and and who can blame you? Yeah, has Abushi and Omega ever worked together? Um, like a, in terms of having a one on one match? Yeah. Yes. Because I would like to see that again. So, I would like to see the archive of that. So like it's that. it's actually on New Japan uh, uh, Wrestling. Uh, uh -huh. uh, world uh, so that's their streaming service like the WWE Network is again yeah. it's only about nine bucks nine ten dollars um, uh, but uh, they had a match uh, just last year at the G1 tournament uh, oh, okay. where, yeah, where Ken that, yeah, yeah Kenny and and uh, uh, Kota Ibushi were uh, in the semifinals against each other basically nice. so Kenny as the champ faced his best friend Kota Ibushi Nice. And lost. Kota, Kota Ibushi went over in that match and went up the next night to face uh, Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. And Tanahashi ultimately won the tournament. But, nice. um, yeah, that was a spectacular match. Ibushi and Kenny, you know, that was great. Absolutely. Nice. Highly recommend it. Nice. Um, but, but all this kind of leads to my argument. Like, I know we can talk about dream signings like Ibushi and perhaps Kenta and perhaps the Usos or the Revival or whoever. We can talk about all these dream signings. Uh, Dean Ambrose, 
uh, who could possibly all come into AEW. But my question that I would have for you guys, and, and I want to kind of play something out here, uh, the, the market that AEW kind of uh, uh, has its eye on, the, the market, the, the, the people who appeal or who AEW would appeal to would be us here in this room. More hardcore fans who watch yeah, a yeah. lot of wrestling, who know a lot yeah. about how the business works. You know, um, you know th- These are the people who want to watch it. Whereas WWE purposefully kind of goes for the more casual viewing audience. People who are flipping through the channels and go, oh, wrestling's on. I'll just watch some wrestling. Yeah. Kind of mind- mindless entertainment, right? Yeah. yeah. So what would you say to a possibility of maybe... Should should they should WWE really focus on making sure NXT can be because it does because NXT does appeal to the hardcore audience maybe propping that up more and making it maybe its own kind of brand to where it can take that audience maybe or they share that audience with the AEW. That's, and, and, something you just said made yeah. me think about that. How but catering to casual fans? I yeah. wonder. Because you know you watch you know you watch an indie match and it's you know a storyline and then the work is spots 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 yeah and it's like I can see a casual fan being being like why are they flipping yeah why are they just right doing right it's like well they're, just, they're trying to show you but it's yeah. like yeah I can see a casual fan being like why are they just don't like how the Osprey match started they started with a double flip and they yeah. landed on their feet and they're like oh and it's like. Yeah, they're not trying to say it's real. They're trying to show you that what they what they can do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So I don't think you're right. I don't think a casual fan, casual fan, probably looks at it and goes fake. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, people drive us nuts. Right. Um, like uh, us as, as as more hardcore viewers, we, yeah. we can appreciate that I because we watch that. a lot of wrestling and we're like, oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, but at the same time, it's so I can see how they're. Do I can see how now why because I was wondering why are there more spots right. why did they pick them but I can see now why WWE doesn't go hardcore all out spots um, I don't know if NXT could work as a standalone brand just because it is their farm system mm-hmm. right you make that a standalone brand and then you're gonna have guys being like you know one I want more money <laughs> and two why would I go to a weaker weaker system? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That well, means the, a weaker system if you're a wrestler. Yeah, and, you know and that's I mean? uh, the weakest of all the big what four: Red right. Honor, New Japan, WWE, and NXT. It's the weakest of the big four from a wrestling standpoint. Hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. think the allure of big money is why you can still call people up. Like, yeah. Right. I want to make two hundred grand when. Nakamura just got a pay raise to two mil. Right. You know what I'm right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair for sure. I, I guess what my my argument to that would be the persistent calling up of people and not booking them correctly is actually far more detrimental to your product than. Oh, it is. Than, than, it is. Than, than I'm what, just I'm talking from the wrestler standpoint. Right. 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 No, and I completely you know I mean? and I completely get that. But say say if I was Vince, right. I'd like, um, you know, and I had the power to maybe say, okay, well, I can lose all my hardcore audience if I start. I may run the risk of losing my hardcore audience if I bring up somebody like Tommaso Ciampa because I might not know how to book them properly. Yeah. Or I could keep them in NXT where they are hugely successful 
You know, NXT can almost stand alone all the time oh, as its own thing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they, they play out the stories brilliantly. The talent there is really well cultivated. I, I again, maybe it's just my lack of trust in creative, but I feel well, like... I totally don't trust creative. Right. I feel like they, I'm like... Please don't screw up Mustafa Ali. Like I'm right. just waiting for them to f that up. I'm waiting for them to lose that six way match right. and then be fighting our true for the US. Well, well, it, <laughs> you know what I'm just waiting for that shit. To well, and, and the flip side is, what happens if okay, say again, you bring up Tommaso Ciampa, right, and you don't book him well, and you have another Dean Ambrose situation where you know Tommaso Ciampa is like, dude, I'm I'm ready to peace out. Like I'm I'm not resigning my contract. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go. But when did Ambrose peace out though? I mean, after mm-hmm. a few years of them checks, he didn't peace out. You know what I'm saying? That's that's fair. He didn't but, peace out when you know what I'm saying. That's fair, but that was before AEW. AEW has now changed the landscape. Yeah, where it's like, dude. Okay, well, I know I can make oh, I this see, much. I mean, yes, this much or more working for them, and I can fight Kenny Omega. <laughs> If I'm Tommaso Ciampa, I'd be like, yeah, I can do that. If you're going to book me in a match against Nia Jax, I might as well leave here now and go uh, and, and, and face Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might as well go and face Kenny Omega. So, so I guess at least what, what I'm ultimately proposing here is you've got this, those six guys who worked halftime heat, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega. Oh. Not Kenny Omega. I <laughs> wish. <laughs> right. Price of admission was halftime heat. I mean, it was better than most of the Royal Rumble matches. Yeah, I mean, so what I'm proposing is Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, and Adam Cole. You need to keep NXT centric with those guys. And if you want to have them come up and feud every now and again, if you need a feud, you, you can have them expand out and go, or you can have Aleister Black hit the hit SmackDown for a year. Or Velveteen Dream hit Raw for a year, but you want to keep it centric around a core of guys like that because I feel like if you were to move them on up, I just don't trust them. WWE's handling enough to where yeah. they would a stay, uh, or, or, or for one well, stay, well, or, or two make it a successful to, stay. To your point, Vince has a problem. Like we can both agree on that. Mm-hmm. Vince has a problem. If I'm gonna do farm system wrestling. That I know, if we see it, they see it. That I know is better than where I'm going. And now I have an option to go somewhere else. Right. Well, I'm going to get called up to AEW. I'm going to call myself up. Right, right. Might as well. Yeah. And, and you so, know what I mean? So Vince has a problem. Right, of course. And, and to a point that you've had before, Stephen, WWE's roster is too big anyway. Yep. Why would yeah. Tommaso Ciampa want to go up to, AE, uh, to, to, to WWE on Raw or on SmackDown? When they don't even really book Samoa Joe uh, frequently, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Seemed, his booking when it's when it's strong is strong, but it's very infrequent what they it's do very, yeah. with somebody like Samoa Joe, yeah. uh, or what they've done with Finn Balor. So I mean, that's my argument for hey, let's keep these guys as a standalone on its own. At least make NXT centric around these six guys here. Have them feud and help build other guys like Matt Riddle, like Keith Lee, like a lot yeah. of these other guys who are coming mm-hmm. up in NXT right now. And make NXT your hardcore audience centric thing. You can still have NXT. Heck, you could have an NXT title match at WrestleMania if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably won't because you'll probably have a takeover before then. Yeah. But you could potentially do that. Why not have an NXT match uh, at WrestleMania or at a show like what you do with the 205 Live match? You know, you can I, definitely do I, these. I was things. just thinking it'd be really cool if they do decide to 
and I don't think they would, but if they do decide to make NXT its own brand, but still within the WWE ecosystem, mm-hmm. it would be really cool if they did uh, kind of like an NXT versus main roster like feud, where, where cool. every now and then you, you have like... Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa just go, you know, run through the the, the Usos, or or just like run through backstage and and demolish everybody and then leave, you know, and just have like little small promos like that to keep it interesting and be like, oh, these guys at NXT are really like crazy and nuts, and we should go check out what they're doing over there. Of course, or or like you know, have that happen on Raw, and then the next night on SmackDown, like Daniel Bryan's cutting a promo, and then the lights go black. And they come back on, and Alistair Black's in the ring, and he gives Daniel Bryan a black, black mask. Black black mask. Like, yeah. Uh, what cool. I'll say is, Vince has his own little world. Yeah. And it's about to get rocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. He, he's gonna have to figure something out. I mean, making NXT its own brand would be a good resolution. I'm just concerned about the pay. I mean, do you turn around and I, give them I mean, comp on their merch? I would absolutely if, if if it came if I was Vince and it came down to okay do I pay these guys more or do I lose the audience that keeps coming back to see my shows the hardcore audience the people who are devoted to watching the show every week help I whatever amount of money they want yeah I will I will mm-hmm. I will gladly double the pay and of all know, six it, of those guys it may come upon, to that you know, yeah it may come to that because again you know I don't think Dean Ambrose was poorly booked. I thought that, you know, anarchy thing, I thought that was getting him in his groove. I think I thought a heel turn was what he was missing. I thought thought so, too. But if that's the better booking and guys are like, I'm not getting booked well, then, I mean, good God, what kind of case does uh, Samoa Joe have? Right. You know what I mean? Well, and if if you check out... And if that's going to be the vibe of the locker room... Mm -hmm. And AEW is coming up. You're gonna have to do something. Well, and, yeah. and we don't have to look much further than Dean Ambrose to present this argument because, uh, and like we were talking about on the Knockout series, again, you can find the Knockout series on YouTube. On YouTube, episode one, we talked a little bit about Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. and uh, kind of how his feeling behind creative was he's he's tired of the hokiness of it, right? Like it's old wrestling tropes of. Oh, I'm going to go to the doctor and get some shots because I don't want to be around the fans. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who might, the fans yeah. might give okay. me diseases and stuff like that. Yeah. That's kind of one of those hokey Vince McMahon kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, well, do In Cincinnati, you guys are dirty. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, do, do do I trust Vince more to build my character, or do I trust Triple H more to build my character? Triple I'm going to go with Triple H because he was point, an actual yeah. wrestler who's been there and been on the receiving end of those kind of talks and stuff. And he's proven it so far. And he's proven it. Yeah. So, but that's why I don't you know, get I've, the the tropes. They're not hokey in NXT, mm-hmm. but they are traditional wrestling tropes. Yeah. That's, I mean, Gargano and Ciampa is easily Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Like that's except except Marty Jannetty's. Not nearly as good as either one of those two guys. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. No, I get. I get. I get. Your sen- yeah, I get your sentiment. Best friends turn on friends each other. Up. One tries to get one to turn heel. Yeah. Like it's 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 a traditional. It's it's story. a it's a classic story for sure. Yeah. You know? so I I guess if if I'm, I don't know why like NXT has got some kind of magic. Like I don't know why their stuff works and WWE is just. I don't know if it's because WWE is so next to it that we can compare NXT to it. I think, but it's you know. I think WWE has 
uh, investors, the fact that they're like a, they're a publicly traded company, and because they have advertisers uh, to listen to, um, I think that they can't take the handbrake off as easy as they could with NXT, who that's their own product, who you can find that on the WWE Network. You have to be a subscriber to get that. It's yeah. not like you're going to see... NXT pop up on the USA Network, right? You know, at any time soon, you know. But that's what I'm saying is if you if you take the handbrake off on NXT and you know Vince says Vince tells you know Triple H, hey, do it however which way you want to do it. You can have networks on private products, right? (coughs) Well, you you could just go. Well, I don't even well, think they. Don't. I don't think they even cuss necessarily. It's just that they, they have they have just a well, different. Well, it's a private product, so it right. wouldn't be held to right. Like they could just slap a mature on it, right? And yeah. they could just go adult. No, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I just think that yeah, if they if if it was just if it was down to okay, do I potentially risk losing six guys or do I make NXT? kind of its own thing and just take the handbrake off it it's obviously still owned by WWE but you'd let Hunter run it exclusively it's a good time then, I then think I, that I would think be really cool I, end up I think, having a better weapon in the in the feud with AEW here at this point yeah I think that would be a really cool idea and it, it would be a really good way to uh, to keep a hold of, of the hardcore fans like us the only thing that I would say to that which would be a problem with it becoming that would be um, they've built it so much and so long as the development league for WWE. And there's been, for for years, there's been this huge thing of calling people up and, and yep. people earning their spot on the main roster and yep. everything like that. And so if you, if you do make it to where they are separate yeah. and there isn't consistent call-ups to the main roster, mm-hmm. then whenever you get new talent, how do you decide which roster they go on? How do you decide where they're going to fit best? Who decides where they go, or yeah. and things like that, you know? Well, I think you just, you just have to work it out, kind of like what AEW would have to work out with New Japan. Is be like, okay, well, you know, if I'm AEW and I want to borrow Will Ospreay and Zack Saber Jr. for uh, for on loan for six months mm. or, or three months or whatever, you work out that kind of deal, and you maybe send a couple other guys in the other direction to work for the other company. Yeah. You can you can work this all out so I, just, I just feel as though it'd be interesting if you had say Triple H running NXT as its own thing its own kind of gimmick still feel it's still owned by WWE of course you still can film it at full sale you can still have house shows nationwide you can still do all these WWE related and centric things but have it appeal to that hardcore base and have these kind of mainstay talents that you enjoy seeing week in week out you can still Pluck, pluck a guy like Ricochet out and put him over to Raw. I, I was going to ask, down. would you still want there to be call-ups? Yeah. Okay. Or, or don't even call it a call-up. Just be like, you know, uh, you know, have, invasion. Rick, have Ricochet make a debut. Yeah. Or, or you know. Or NXT uh, or, invasion or, or something. Or an invasion yeah. of some kind. Be like, oh, I didn't know Tommaso Ciampa was coming here. And he goes and runs on a rampage. Yeah, yeah. You can, I mean, just, you can have a little bit more creative licensing, I feel. But you also want to make sure to share that hardcore audience and and I think that there's a um, uh, there there's there's already something to be said there's already a really good example of this here um, so uh, WWE is slightly partnered with Progress Wrestling in the UK which is like a, 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 a you'll remember you'll see guys like uh, Pete Dunne mm-hmm. got his name in Progress um, so that's uh, not t- t- the t- UK champions 
Yeah, Tyler Bate uh, was in um, uh, was in has been in progress. Walter. Mustache Mountain. Yeah, Mustache Mountain. But him and Trent Seven are yep. in, uh, from Mustache Mountain are in progress. Uh, the current progress world heavyweight champion is Walter, uh, who just made his de- debut in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. So they have a slight partnership, but these guys aren't exclusive to WWE. They still wrestle in progress. Oh, yeah. okay. So I mean, you could do something where hey, you let NXT run its own kind of thing. You can still have them kind of jump back and forth with me and WWE, and that would also open up the door to where, if you're a hardcore fan, you could possibly see NXT and AEW do a partnership kind of thing, where you could have Tommaso Ciampa versus Kenny Omega. You could oh have you could have Johnny Gargano versus uh, versus uh, one of the. Uh, well, I was gonna say maybe maybe uh, the current AAA cruiserweight champion uh, who's really good. You could have all sorts of, or Ricochet versus. Uh, you know, Ricochet and Bell Team Dream versus the Young Bucks. Mm. That would be cool. Ooh, yes. Or the War Raiders versus the Young Bucks. Alistair Black versus Cody. Alistair Black oh. versus Cody. Or Alistair Black versus Kota Ibushi. Mm. That would be cool. See, these are all great. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that Kenny, Kenny being AEW also has the leverage to where you can work those kind of deals out also with New Japan and say, okay, well, yeah, we do want to borrow somebody like Will uh, Ospreay or Zack Sabre Jr., or uh, uh, Okada, or yeah. whoever. You know, we want to borrow these talents here. So, I don't know. Uh, just some thoughts. Um, I like them. Okay. Uh, do we do we want to run down any other quick news? I know we talked about uh, Jimmy Havoc and the best friends and uh, a lot of other new signings that w- went with AEW. Uh, uh, y'all, I heard y'all wanted to talk about Jack Swagger real quick and his yes. success in Bellator. Yeah, uh, just real briefly here. Yeah, Jack Swagger. Uh, Jack Swagger, let me tell you. Yeah. You guys that think wrestling is fake, <laughs> pull up the tape of Jack Swagger handling that young boy. People forget that these guys are athletes, yeah. man. And when when Jack Swagger went to break that dude's arm, dude looked like a little kid moving around the circle. <laughs> stop playing, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. Man, Jay Raw. Man. No, it was really cool to see, though, uh, especially because um, I-, I know you heard people, um, you know, <coughs> doing comparisons with CM Punk and Jack Swagger. Yeah. I'm going to make one of those comparisons real quick. Yeah. Uh, it-, it was just kind of cool to see someone that I know from WWE, like that is how I know Jack Swagger, yeah. to go into an actual MMA event mm-hmm. and-, and wreck shop. I thought was awesome to yeah, see. Yeah, you, you got to remember, you know, um, I'm not CM Punk, but Jack Swagger. Um, a lot of these guys have real wrestling background, right? But you you, you know? see them in WWE, and everyone kind of just writes them off because they're like, right. oh, they're, they're, they're it's, it's all guy. fake. Yeah, yeah the, this yeah, guy no, no. just has some muscles. Yeah, no, J- yeah. Jack Swagger's a legit, legit uh, a collegiate All American from Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. he so he knows he knows probably better than almost anybody as far as MMA what combat is and how to mm-hmm. actually proceed uh, with holds and how to maybe and, uh, control your opponent and it was a very good debut in Bellator. Yep. And, um, and from a um, an analytical perspective, American wrestlers are hard to beat because they have a ground game plus they have a strong chin. Yeah. yeah, and they're typically big as crap. Yeah, <laughs> so those those are like from like Amer- people with American wrestling background, not not the choreographed wrestling, but the like competitive wrestling, mm. um, you know, collegiate. 
they're they're really hard to beat because, like I said, they're big, strong chin and have a strong ground game. Well, and, yeah. and so that's that's you can't really. It's, they're strong in all three phases. And one one thing, real quick too, about about um, collegiate wrestlers who go into MMA, and I and I know this. A big shout out to uh, Joe Rogan and his podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience. I've heard them discuss it with you know him and uh, other different MMA experts. It's a lot easier for a wrestler to transition and learn other uh, other, forms. other well yeah. yeah other other forms like you know uh, kickboxing or, yeah. or boxing. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for for a wrestler to pick up on striking, perhaps, yeah. than it is for maybe somebody who's trained as a striker, as like yeah. in boxing or kickboxing, or maybe even. I mean, you could definitely argue that maybe jujitsu is a little bit closer to wrestling. But, yeah, but yeah, jujitsu and wrestling are are the two main um, right. ground game, right? You know, uh, uh, aspects well, and, to and, MMA. And I think that it would be difficult for somebody who's like maybe like a Conor McGregor who doesn't have a grappling background, and yeah. more of a striking background, uh, to kind of learn grappling than maybe somebody like uh, 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 Habib uh, Nurmagomedov, yeah. uh, who he's a a a wrestler, a wrestler, a pure wrestler who can also strike. Yeah. Uh, um, so. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's it's very interesting. I think I I do wish Jack Swagger all the best in yeah. his career. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we move on to our final segment, which I'm very excited about, uh, we'll make it we'll make it brief. But I just want to I just oh I just want to talk about that. But are there is there any other news that we want to discuss before we get to our final segment? Um, one thing I wanted to get to. I was gonna say. Um, hold on. I was gonna say. Oh no, I was gonna say one thing. Steven on says the, he's good. To, on the Jack Swagger. On the Jack Swagger. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, situation. Um, that was one thing Grok had to learn. Uh, his first match, or you know, second or third match against Frank Mir, uh, he didn't have ground defense, mm. and Mir nearly broke his foot. So it's mm. like you know, um, like you said, to that striking versus grappling aspect. Well, um, and Brock was a collegiate know, wrestler as well, but he had taken so much time away from Yeah, that. yeah, he was he was he was far removed from it. Mm-hmm. Plus, like I said, you know, he didn't have uh very good ground defense at that point. Yeah. You know. So. Well, and one could argue maybe Jack Swagger would uh, went to a better collegiate wrestling school than maybe Probably. Brock did. I don't I, I I don't know. I mean, that's 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 up for collegiate wrestler uh wrestling experts to decide. Um just real quick here, we've got a new segment. We can here we I, go. I, I, I definitely want to have some fun with this one Buckle here. Up. So uh, we're gonna call this one deep thoughts. Okay, so I, I want I want this I, one deep for this segment. This thought is deep. Th- this is an interesting thought here. So <laughs> most our thoughts will be deep, but this thought <laughs> is a deep. <laughs> so so, so I, I want the both of y'all to, to close your eyes and to and to and to, and to really focus on this okay. here. Okay. Imagine the world. I imagine a world, okay. Now, now, um, my inspiration for this topic here, um, uh, again, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and he had a, a very famous show with Elon Musk where they talked about AI at, at length. You know, AI, artificial intelligence, you know, robots. Oh, I knew, I te- knew something was te- wrong. Te- Elon te- Musk was involved. Te- te- technology, you know. Uh, you know, the end of the world, the, you know, it, it was very much like the, the second Terminator movie being talked about into life. Now, I've also seen that there, uh, that Disney has these, these robots now. Why right? Disney? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, they, Disney, Disney's created these robots here who, uh, that uh, are extremely acrobatic, have, have um, human-like reflexes and movement. These now, weapons. Now, my, my question to you guys is, when will we see artificial intelligence in professional wrestling? And is that something that you guys would like to see? Robots in wrestling. Now, I've seen these robots Disney made. <laughs> and these fools oh, oh, geez, <laughs> could not stop at a pogo stick doing flips. They had to create <laughs> a full man. Yeah. Now, why? Well, why? Why not just put some flesh and bones on it uh-huh. and, and just, you know, uh, give it its own thought? So it can just go ahead, just create the Terminator. These dudes created the Terminator. <laughs> well, I, I think that uh, no one don't want to see Terminator wrestle. Well, the, the the idea behind these Disney robots is like you know to take the place of like stuntmen and like you know uh, uh, maybe do like Cirque du Soleil type shows where you know like uh, like you know what acrobats would do. But again, um, so you, what you're proposing? You could put CGI mods on the pogo stick. Oh. You don't gotta create a man. They made a man. So, so you're proposing a, a a robot wrestling league? I mean, sure, why not? Okay, like, like okay, so like you know, someday in the future. Maybe. So I don't hate it. Okay, <laughs> but here's my problem with it: the the reason people like Becky Lynch get such a huge pop from the crowd, right, is because she's a human person. Well, okay. It, and so, if if you take it to a, a robot wrestling league, there, there's no personality. There's there's no characters. It's just well, hold on though. It's just robots. It depends, it depends on how we book the robots. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> like if we book the robots strongly enough, you know, I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> like you, you'll have different robots with different names and personalities, and you know, uh, you know. <laughs> you could make it held in a larger arena, you know, kind of like uh, uh, did you watch the third Thor movie? Uh, uh, yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know how like Thor well, and and if you guys on you know, post us back or write in the comments that we're giving away spoilers this movie, I'm gonna block you. All right. Yes. Uh, should have seen it by now. You should have seen it by now. Don't complain about me giving away spoilers here. But yes, there is a scene where the Hulk and Thor have you know. Uh, this this fight in this coliseum. Yeah, you could have a similar sort of thing with these robot warriors. They had the things <laughs> flipping and landing and ready-made holes and nets. Look, have you ever? Have you guys ever seen the game WWE All Stars? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. What if it's like that? But with robots, but where what, they're jumping like thirty feet in the but, air. But that's what I'm saying. You know, like you could do so many things. Like, and and I know that Ricochet is able to do these moves, but Ricochet is already superhuman. Yeah. But here's, he's but he's, he but but here's here's the here's the one bad part about it being Ricochet. He still has knees. Okay? Here's, yeah. Okay. Here's yeah. What I'm you can have with. these here's, robots be rebuilt to you know. Here's what I'm gonna go with. Here's what's gonna set up okay. the conversation. Okay. Okay. J. Raw. Who's controlling the robots? 
Yeah. So. If they're controlling themselves, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Well, well yeah. The, <laughs> he, he turns to the crowd. He's like, I'm gonna draw some real heat now. He just yeah, goes on a murder. He's poorly booked and pissed off about his booking. You don't want to be in that stadium. Well, well, J- J- you don't want to be I, in that stadium. I, I actually didn't. Really. And will they have lasers in their eyes? Because they have lasers in their eyes. Freaking laser beams. I mean, you they, could. They have laser beams. You could. You could. <laughs> so instead of bookers, I mean, you could really just have coders who would book the, <laughs> the robots <laughs> and basically write in like their personalities and stuff with coding and and just make it that way. So so they would. No one would be directly controlling them then. The, they mean, would be making their. It's their not. Own. It's not like I would be behind a glass screen with like a controller and like actually manipulating the uh-huh. robots. I mean the robots would have like coded in moves that they would know how to, you know, do like a suplex or a, a shooting star press. Or, I mean, you know I wouldn't be opposed to this. Definitely yeah. not. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. It reminds me of it, that it scene in, um, <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in uh, Westworld when uh, spoiler alert great show great show great show when the guy um, who created Westworld they created an AI of him Mm. and they had him keep living the same day yeah and he thought he was actually living the same day he thought he was actually living you know it was Monday, Tuesday Wednesday Mm. Thursday but they were doing it all to mine some level of information from him thinking that they could program the info into his head see all that's too much because once he realized he's been being effed with (laughs) like (laughs) who's gonna cut him off is there a button on the back of his neck I'm not going in that room so you can't remotely cut him off leave him in there so you're very afraid that Ultimately, what's going to happen is I'm going to have all these robots stored away somewhere, and they're going to snap out of it. They're going to realize alive. they're robots. It's going to become iRobot. Yeah, iRobot or the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, but with wrestling moves instead. Exactly. And Which, they're all going to have wrestling look, moves. Yeah. At least that dude couldn't fight. Look, yeah, he goes he on a people's elbow murdering people. spree. <laughs> Of, of, of all the ways that I could see myself going, being rock bottomed into the pool by a robot and getting electrocuted to death is, is I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good that's one. That's a pretty great one. I, I, will, I will take that. One of them's going to hit or, the people's elbow off like the Empire yeah, State or, Building. Or, 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 <laughs> or, I, get, I get kicked in the gut and there's a Spanish fly done uh, like, <laughs> in the back of a pool and I have to flip with the robot. And, oh, and, man. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, yay or nay to robots and wrestling. Yay. Yay. I'll try it out. I'm, I'm going to have to be a nay. Okay. Nay? Yeah, with, with certain restrictions, I'm with sure. Certain, See, yeah. I want, <laughs> what I want is, uh, I want robots that can reenact old wrestling uh, shows. Yeah? And, and old wrestling matches. That would be cool. That, that would be, be dope. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we'll see it in the future, uh, but uh, I, 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 you know, <laughs> we're going to have to be very, very careful, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, Very sensitive subject. <laughs> do y'all have any final thoughts on this uh, deep thoughts segment? No, we've we've gone pretty deep. Gone pretty deep. Cool. Is there? Any, is there? Any, <laughs> that's that's what we're here for in deep thoughts. Oh yeah, going All deep. Right. Uh, is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before we go? Um, I'd love to see a robot hit a stone cold stunner. That would be cool, right? Good That'd be Lord. Cool. Yeah. Just. Just throwing it out there since I am the nay. Oh, okay. Just throwing it out there. A simple, um, you know, 
Suplex, belly belly, suplex, DTD, uh, DDT. You got it. Gave uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin a near career ending injury. Yeah. So imagine a robo Stone Cold Stunner. It would end your whole world. It would end your whole world. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have a career yeah. or a life. Or a life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what the other robot's for, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, when you... <laughs> When you originally pitched me this idea, I was thinking like, like next year they bring in like a robot on the main roster, like to fight Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. This is T eighty two versus Daniel Bryan for Lord. the WWE title. Spoiler alert: only Lord. one of them leaves alive. Lord. Well, I mean, but the robot's not really alive, right? You know, so I mean, technically, that would be that would be yeah. the correct way to pitch it, right? Yeah. Yes. I guess so. Yes. Or no one leaves alive. Or no one leaves. And the robot walks out with oh, Daniel Bryan holding his head. That might oh! Not <laughs> Remember no Is that not where you were going? Right, no. Oh, okay. Remember uh, No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan? Yeah. 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 AI robots give me that. There, that there'd same be some barred holds. A- AI robots give me that same sense of dread. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you weren't a fan of that movie? As a little kid, it was scary as crap. Oh, okay. You know, the the only Evil thing... was scary in that movie. You wouldn't uh, really be uh, able to do uh, very good steel cage matches with robots because they can they can scale that thing too quickly. What if it's like um? What if it's like an electric steel cage? Match? God, good lord! Did you just try to? I don't think you can. You get, I don't like, think you can get permits for that. Robot robot rights violation. No, no, but well, the, hold on. <laughs> Robot rights. Robot rights. I mean, you gotta assume that by the time we have, you gotta assume, but that by the time we have a, a robot wrestling league, there's gonna be there's, some kind of robot constitution, some, right? Yeah, there's some robot rights. Yeah, robot bill of rights. <laughs> but uh, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you're like, wait, wait. Okay, and you're probably I'm right. Sure, I'm sure at least at the top of that list is going to be you can't put them in the electric cages. <laughs> Hey, I mean, you know what? That's the first robot amendment. No No electrified cages. Underline. It's going to be an amendment. The second somebody thinks of that, it's going to be an amendment. Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. Well, that was an interesting ending, y'all. I'm glad. Interesting. That's definitely a deep thought. I hope you guys enjoy our deep thought segment. How deep did we go, J. Rowe? That that was pretty deep. (laughs) That, That was pretty deep. We just. We just almost discussed how the end of the world is going to begin. It will begin with treating robots as entertainment. And it's all thanks to Vince McMahon. <laughs> that's, that's how it's going That will be the beginning. Hi, Vince McMahon, and this is my robot fighting league. <laughs> Look how hard they hit each other in the RFL well, robot fighting well, league. Well, at least, at, least Vince will say something, <laughs> at least Vince will say something better. Man. I mean, that's a lot of steel. Sounds a lot better than that's a lot of beef. Hey, there you go. That's a lot of bolts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Vince will, if we're being honest, Vince will probably say that's a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. That, that's, that's probably what Vince is going to say. Well, <laughs> it's been an eventful afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, yes. no, it very much yes. has. It's been it's been long in form, and I'm I'm glad that we could get 
back together and do this. We'll 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 come back again next week and talk about uh, uh, the elimination chamber and the build up to uh, uh, to next Sunday's show. Yeah. Um, before we go, um, I did want to uh, uh, just make a quick note. Uh, I had a close family friend pass away uh, earlier this week, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, J O Mackey. Uh, he was a heck of a guy. Uh, he uh, he passed away in his sleep taking a nap uh, while vacationing in Mexico. Oh, wow. um, and uh, he uh, he definitely uh, lived a very good life. He was like I said, he was a heck of a guy. And uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that uh, if it was up to him, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, to pass away in Mexico, there's there's hardly a better place to do so while he was he was vacationing with his yes. wife. So um, yeah. our thoughts are with. Uh, his, his wife and his family, definitely. and um, yeah, definitely, uh, uh, we'll we'll all miss you, Mr. Mackey. So absolutely, um, yes, indeed. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before we go? Um, I'm excited for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, can't wait to see where these stories go. Um, I think after a very predictable Rumble, <clears throat> we're back to the you know unpredictability. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Well, guys, like I said, it's been a pleasure. Um, once again, our thoughts are uh, with uh, Mr. Mackey and, and his wife and his family. Um, we, we appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you again next week. Absolutely. On, thank you, guys. On, thank you, guys. On, uh, you know, take care, and uh, have a great rest of the week. Okay. Headlock Talk. Oh, and don't forget to write us questions. HeadlockTalk at gmail.com. Yes. We'll add you to our Definitely, and give us a follow on Twitter at, uh, at Headlock Talk. You know, we're on Twitter, so give us a call, uh, give us a, send, us, send us a message, tweet us, uh, hit that subscribe button, follow like us. It and like and subscribe on YouTube as well. You, yes. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find us on all of those. Uh, but until then, guys, peace. Later, y'all. foodies discovery plus has what you're hungry for with new original series and a supersized collection of favorites discovery plus has the largest collection of food shows anywhere with new exclusives like bobby and jada in italy and luda can't cook the streaming service for everyone hungry for more more cooking more competition more originals all for only $4.99 discovery plus is the streaming home of food plus so much more start your free trial Discovery Plus has what you're hungry for. With new original series and a supersized collection of favorites, it's the largest collection of food shows anywhere. All for only $4.99. Discovery Plus, the streaming home of food, plus so much more. Start your free trial.